forever. Dog. Oh, hey everybody! Welcome back to the best show on another Tuesday night here in March of 2023. How are y'all doing tonight? My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the program. It's nice to have you here with us on this beautiful rainy night in Los Angeles. Los Angeles rainy. You think we're in bleeping Seattle the way it's going up in this piece, right? Rain, rain, go away. Don't know the rest of the song. I'm not a lyrics guy. I like melodies, and I like the melody of that song. Never paid attention to the words. Tonight on the show, though, you're going to pay attention to these words. Matt Christman, Will Manneker from um, from uh, uh, Chapo uh, Trap House on the show. And tonight we're going to talk about the 50 worst characters in movie history. Get ready for that. And if you want to be a part of the fun, you call 201. 989-0012, and you call in and we'll uh, get your votes for the top 50 worst movie characters of all time. Thank you so much, everybody. I want to begin the show. Let's get right to the good stuff. Let's play the theme in five, four, three, a two, one. Everybody, welcome back to the best show here on a Tuesday night in March 2023. It's a rainy night in Los Angeles. Ooh, it's so cold and rainy. What are we going to do? It rains everywhere, so people got to stop. I'm telling you, it's raining a lot out here. The rain, I can't believe how much rain. And look, I say it too. I say it too. I'm as guilty of it as the next person. We want it to be dry. Everything catch on fire? No. Rain. It's good for you. Just like uh, spinach and uh, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Sprouts. It's Brussels sprouts, not Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. My friend uh, Andrew uh, Gregory pointed that out to me. Um, we just heard the un uh, the band Unrest from their Imperial FFRR album. From a long, long time ago. That was I Do Believe You Are Blushing on the Teen Beat label. One of the all-time great records. Still sounds awesome. 
Can't get enough of it. Love unrest. Mark. Bridget. Phil, I think. Top notch, baby. The phone number, 201-989-0012. That's the number if you want to be a part of the fun extravaganza tonight. The uh, the topic, again, 50 worst movie characters of all time. And we're going to be joined later by Matt and Will from Chapo Trap House. And I'm also going to ask them some politics talk about Trump. I'm not going to ask them about that. Do I have my crew with me tonight? Do I have AP Mike? AP Mike, are you here? I'm here, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the show, AP Mike. How's it going? All right. Good. I like looking. I feel like I just spoke to you yesterday. Yeah, maybe you did. Another <laughs> pep in this guy's step. Uh-huh. I tell you, he's reborn. <laughs> pep. I'll Can I get a... things started with the list? Oh, no, no. Let me. We, we all have to say hello, this Mike. Jumping. <laughs> he's jumping the line. He doesn't want any of you guys anywhere near uh, the you show. Know, you'll, you'll Can I get the nice stuff? It's fair. It's fair. Uh-huh. I can't, uh, can't knock the hustle. <laughs> and that is Jason Dudio Gore. We hear, of course. How are you, Jason? I am great, Tom. Listen, how I'm are great. you? I'm great. He asked, "How are you?" I'm very good. I'm very good. And I'll play a little thing for you. Of course, I played for Mike. Then you get a so we each get a Hadouken. Yes, uh, I love it. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, the one and only Pat Byrne. Are you here, Pat? What's up, Playboy? Oh. Bam! Okay, uh, why did he get a different one? What's that? He got a different one. No, no, you both, all three got Hadouken. No, from, no that uh, wasn't Street Hadouken. Fire. I'm pretty sure. We'll no, have to play it again. Play it again. Show. No, I did. I did. It was Hadouken three times. I only have one button on this whole screen here. <sighs> How are we doing tonight? The four horsemen, as we are called, when we're all together. How's that going? It's going good. We we recorded a killer for Horsemen yesterday that people we are going to get to hear this oh weekend. Oh boy, oh boy, did we ever. It's a really funny episode. It really is. Really funny Four Horsemen episode. Uh can't wait till you hear it. Um over at the Patreon, patreoncom show. That's where you get everything. We'll play a little thingamajig that tells you all about that in a moment but yeah that's a fun thing you look forward to we're dropping new content on sundays and it's really good stuff another thing i will tell you is on the way is uh years in the making years in the making i'm just gonna tell you this there are two episodes in the can now of ahoy the fish fried fish sandwich review program Two episodes in the can. Going to record another one on Thursday. Can you fire off like a foghorn or something whenever you say ahoy? You'll get a, you'll get. Or is that already part of the show? Don't just, you're on the ride on this one. <laughs> you're on the ride. You don't know what's coming. Just, I have no idea. You don't know which way's up when it comes to ahoy. Just get ready for that. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's me and my my co-host for that, Harry Walliner, uh, H-Man. So get ready for that. Very exciting. Uh, it's going to be supr- it's going to surprise a lot of people. That's all I'm going to say. Um, what's going on tonight, guys? Anything? Well, I think Mike wanted to get started. He didn't want any chit chat, really. <laughs> no, Mike is a very Mike. Mike's to the point. He he he's got places to be, <laughs> people to meet. He's gotta well, be I saw a, a movie recently that uh, featured some really bad characters, so the topic couldn't be uh, more pertinent. Yeah, is this yeah. all from yeah. one movie, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> what movie is that? Well, I'll throw out some character names and let's see if it jogs your memory. All right. Samuel Stearns. No. American Werewolf in London. Emil Blonsky. Oh, there we go. Emil Blonsky. This is uh, this is he's someone. This, this sounds yeah. like a Captain America movie. Yeah, I this think. is the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got it. Jason got it. Yeah, Emil Blonsky is the uh, abomination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, played by Samuel Tim Stearns is the uh, the leader. wacky scientist. And this is because Mike. Everybody's got a thing going on now. We got four <laughs> horsemen. We got yeah, four horsemen. Sneaky way, a little yeah. sneak uh, back way. Yeah, I haven't even mentioned the hawk. No, you haven't. <laughs> and you legally cannot mention the hawk anymore because I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am actually having the hawk shut down. So, oh, okay. Um, well, it's, it's, <laughs> the paper is going to be a paperwork is on the way to your house. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, no, we have on the best show Patreon. We got all these things, and Mike has a new show coming called Make Mike Marvel with special guest star Brett Davis. Yeah, special guest star Brett Davis. And they, Mike's going through each and every Marvel movie. And those are going to start to drop very soon. We'll start getting those on very soon. Um, so what do you got for the topic? Let's get it started. Then we will uh, we'll, uh, boogie uh, to it and see what's what. Uh, and we'll have Matt and Chris on in a little bit. But let's hear what the, what the crew's got to say. Which which one are you going with, Mike? Who's who's a bad character on that list, Mike? Uh, you got well, I went with the. I'm going with Samuel Stearns. Samuel, so you're going with Stearns. the leaders. <laughs> okay. The scientist. Okay, the scientist. Okay, so this is look. Okay, I don't know if it's going to make the list. Of the if the leader <laughs> is going to make the list of the top fifty. Um, Tom, I may have number one here. What is it? I'm going to say Anakin Skywalker, but mainly when he's a child. So you're saying Phantom Menace, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He's got to be top 10, I would think. We'll see. We'll see. The Star Wars stuff has to shake out. That I want to shake out throughout the program. Star Wars is a tricky one. There's characters that people might think are good that are actually awful and characters that people don't like that I'm perfectly fine with. I think I know who you're going to pick for I'll say to this embody f- the Star Wars universe. You do, and I do. We, Pat, we all I know where that's knows. going. Yeah. I just want to say, it ain't going to be Jar Jar Binks. Oh, no. Everybody, oh, Jar Jar Binks, he, he sucks. He's what a he hero. Hey, he sucks. First of all, he does suck. He 
You know what else sucks? Almost every other character in Star Wars sucks. It's only two good ones. That bleeping robot and the, the, the giant dog. Right? <laughs> it took me a second to figure I'm like, there's a dog in Star Wars? There's a giant dog. He is. A, he's a giant dog. The whole thing is, think about it this way. And what makes them the best characters in the whole thing? They don't talk. That is nice. No. One goes, wee boop, beep boop, wee boop, wee beep beep. And the other one goes, and then those are the best characters in all of it. You don't say nothing. I once wanted to do a Star Wars movie, just those two. Nobody ever talks in the whole movie. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's going to happen. If anybody knows somebody over at Star Wars, send me uh, send that their way. Maybe I'll be making a Star Wars movie. Um, what else you got, Pat? You have anything for the topic? I think um, the character um, Booger from the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Oh, Booger's uh, a hero, Pat. You can hate a hero, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he just, he just, he's not, he's not, he's a great. Uh, he's fu- he's funny, but he's not a he's not a nerd. So the I never really the chat that. is the chat is a little fifty fifty on this, Pat. I got Booger is great and Booger sucks. No, I mean like he would have been great in like a party animal movie, but it was just kind of weird because he wasn't a nerd, but he lived within the nerd house. So that whole nerd—he like, hey, was their maintenance guy. That whole nerd movie is not very good. No, Revenge of the Nerds. Well, boy, they sure took over now. <laughs> We're living in a war where the nerds run everything. Nerd, huh? They, I can't believe him. Martin Scorsese he must be jealous because he didn't like, because uh, he didn't like uh, Thor Ragnarok. He's jealous. <laughs> yeah, he's jealous. He's just at home. He's at home tearing his hair out because <laughs> he didn't get to make uh, uh, Captain America Civil War. He only made he only made Goodfellas, yeah. and when yeah. he could have in Wolf of Wall Street and uh, 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 the Kundun and all the ones, all the rest, right? But he's at home. He's he's just flipping out because he didn't get a chance to uh, he didn't get a chance to 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 do anything with uh, with uh, vision. Vision. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad you said it twice. Of course, you got to sell yeah, it sometimes. You do. Anyway. I, I do have a couple more. All right, what else you got? I've got Billy Zane from Titanic. Billy Zane from Titanic. It's a true villain. Yeah. Got to say, I saw Billy Zane eating uh, at a cafe uh, about two months ago. Was Very he exact. dressed like a 1940s biplane pilot? No, he was. Because uh... that was the time I saw him. He was in the 21st century. Okay, good. He was not dressed like a flyboy. Um, Billy Zane in Titanic. I kind of like that character, actually. <laughs> yeah, he dressed, he dressed to sneak on the boat. The one I don't like is that battle axe who threw the jewelry off the boat. The old woman. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah. 
because get this. Old Rose. Old Rose. This is what Old Rose says. Oh, I'm on the boat. I need to honor Jack by throwing this bracelet worth <laughs> tens of millions of dollars off the side of the boat. Hey, you know how you can honor him? Sell that bracelet, bracelet and start an art school. He was an artist. Start an art school with it. It's free to get in. Start a start a start a start some sort of thing to get people uh, 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 scholarships with that. No, no, I got to throw. And the other thing, last time I checked, Jack had nothing to do with that necklace. Nope. He didn't even touch that thing. So why are you paying tribute to him by throwing over the side of the boat? Throw you over the side of the boat. That would be if I directed Titanic 2. It would start first scene. She goes over the edge of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Go find the necklace. Speaking yeah. of boats. Yeah, what's that, Pat? What about, what about the mayor from Jaws? The mayor from Jaws. He sucks. Well, can we put Old Rose on the list? I think that's the first one, right? <coughs> old Rose. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's just make it happen. Let's put old Rose at uh let's just put old Rose at number twenty. We'll see how this list shapes out. Got it. Old 20. Rose from Titanic. Um Pat, what do you got? Uh I got a couple, but I was gonna say since you said boat, I was thinking of the mayor from Jaws. Oh, you said the mayor from Jaws, of course. Yeah. I gotta say. Guy was just trying to look after the town. <laughs> he wanted to sell some funnel cake. Oh, oh God. His, his kids were on that beach, too. His kids were on the beach, too. And if that Kitchener, uh, the Kitchener kid was in uh, Jaws' stomach, so be it. Right? I'll tell you one thing. And I mean this. This summer's coming up. I mean, if I'm in the water and I see a shark in the water, look out. I'm not scared of sharks. I'm not scared of manta rays, whales, any of that stuff. And if you're in the ocean and a shark comes at you, you fight it. You go toward. If you see a shark that's not even bothering anybody, go fight it. Actually, that's bad advice. I take that. Strike that last one from the record. Strike any of this shark fighting uh, advice, quote unquote advice from the from the table. Uh, none of it flies. So Mike says uh, Sydney Stern Stern from Samuel Stern, Stern. otherwise Samuel known as the leader, the leader from <laughs> Captain America or whatever with with Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. And he's going to be in a film coming up, so Ooh, he's back. Look at that. Your favorite character is back. The Mike. leader will be back. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Get ready, Mike. The leader will be back. I do have one from the chat that I want to uh, call out here. What's that? What's that? Uh, Tavy says, both Blues Brothers. No. No. All right. <laughs> no. Neither Blues Brother makes the list. What do you think of uh, Fast Times at Richmond High, Tom? Um, I enjoy Particularly it. the two leads. Who do you mean? 
Mike Damone. Damone. And Mark Rat Ratner. You don't like Damone, like the Damone. one who scalps the tickets. Yeah, the ticket scalper, the cool dude. Yeah, we're going to see Aerosmith. Yeah. The one who gets the lyrics wrong to uh, surrender when he's like, your mommy's all right, your daddy's all right. They just seem a little bit weird. Yeah, I could put Damone. Maybe Damone makes the list. Let's put Damone for for the time being. We'll put Damone at twenty five, and then we'll see where we go from there. Damone might not make the cut, but Ratner, Ratner, he's annoying. He's not the worst though. He might be on the if there was a list of the top fifty cooks in movie history. He's a total beta, total cook. Uh huh. Right. He's such a beta. A Chad like me sees a guy like Ratten, Ratten, and I'm just like, red pill it, baby. It's time. Let's get you red pilled. <laughs> it's toughen up. No, it's awful. No, but that character is like a sensitive character, and he, I, I like that character, actually. I feel bad. He's a sweetheart. The chat is saying Fat Bastard from the Austin Powers series. I would probably go more with uh, Goldmember if I was to put anybody on the list. But um, we'll see. He loved gold. He did love gold. He also liked eating flakes of his own skin. Is that weird? Remember, he was like, is that weird? Um, All right. I'm going to – I'm going to – I want to play everybody a – I want to play everybody a uh, a, a, a little clipperoo that that tells us all about everything you get from the best show Patreon. If I say it, it'll take fifteen minutes to say. If I play this thing, it'll be over in a matter of moments. Let's watch this, and then you know everything you need to know. Hey everyone, it's Jason Gore, otherwise known as Dudio, here to tell you about the best show, Patreon. It's where you get all of the extra episodes of the best show. It's where you get the ad-free version of the best show. And speaking of extras, this week we have the first edition of SNW Q&A. That is a question and answer show with Tom and John in the studio together. It's up on the Patreon right now. I was there for the taping of the first two episodes, and they are amazing. There's also a video version up, so you can get that at the Best Show Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show this is how you support the best show we couldn't do it without your support so thank you so much patreon.com slash the best show yeah wow that sounded great it did sound great i'm not sure who the announcer was on that but they did a great job did that it was you jason um thank you for that amazing job and thank you to the other three members of the Four Horsemen, Jason Gore. <laughs> AP Mike. I supposed to say something? No, I'm just saying goodbye. <laughs> okay. I, th- I think we sign off now, Pat. Oh, okay. uh, Mike. And Pat Byrne. Bam! Okay, that's not a Hadouken. Again. Three Hadoukens for the gang. Unbelievable.
So. First of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for being a part of the fun. It's going to be a great episode. It already is a great episode. This full, this list we got going, my oh my, right? Pie oh my. If I was a horse, I'd say pie oh my. Um, but I'm not a horse. I actually did have pie oh my uh, in the fifth and lost my shirt because um, the track was muddy. It doesn't run well on mud. No, we have tonight a great topic, great guests. Um, I uh, what did I want to talk about? Oh, this Joe Rogan comedy club. Yikes! Yikes! Is this guy Joe Rogan? He sucks. Everybody knows he sucks. He finally. Oh, I'm gonna open a stand-up club. I never saw anything worse than this. He opens a place in Austin called the Mothership. And I've seen video, seen pictures. What a dump it looks like. He gutted a, a the Alamo Draft House so that we can all have the privilege of watching Kill Tony, a live episode of Kill Tony. But whatever, look. These comics, they all rent to Austin. They all live in Austin. We're all leaving Los Angeles. Good. Bye-bye. So eight, eight derelicts moved to <laughs> leave Los Angeles, and everybody's supposed to suddenly be like, oh, please don't go. Please. No, come, come back, Tom Segura. Whatever. More power to all of them. But I watch this. But the, you know the thing I can't stand with it is the endless, we're under attack. We're under attack. Oh, so worry. Finally, it's a place I can say what I want. It's a, well, finally, from some free speech is allowed. What did, I, what did I miss that these guys were? I mean, it's pro wrestling what they're doing. They're 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 playing, they're playing characters that are under attack. Oh, finally, I can say what's on my mind. I can speak free. And then what's on their mind? Well, I need to walk you through every nuance of everything I think about trans people. Oh, thank Christ. We finally know what every comedian thinks about somebody who it has nothing to do with them. What do you care? Mind your business. Go away. Well, I got to weigh in on this. No, you don't. No, but I need to say where I stand on this. You don't. And then this Chris Rock stand-up special. Pie, oh my, with that one. What is going on with this guy? 
he's told everybody everybody's gotta have an opinion on everything imagine this you're in an arena 18,000 people 18,001 people in the arena one of which has a microphone the other 18,000 don't but then he's going to tell you that everybody has to have an opinion on everything. You're the only one with a microphone right now, chief. Sit back and listen to me have my opinions about how everybody out here shouldn't have opinions. I saw the chat for a second. I was offended for a second because people go to twitch.tv slash best show number four for life to be a part of the uh, the chat going on over there. And uh, somebody said I was beating a dead horse with this pile. I was the first second. I was like, hey. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's pile of mine. But this Chris Rock. I mean, are we supposed to work up some sort of chart that goes like, okay, let's make see how, let's make sure we track where every stand up, where they're at on uh, trans, the issue of trans people in society. Let's oh, do we do we know where Bobby Collins stands? Oh, let's make sure. Dom Herrera, we don't have his opinion yet. Oh no, what are we gonna do? I don't. I, I, uh, I don't know where Carol Leifer stands on, on the trans issue. Just leave people alone. It's all right. You're alive. Everyone else is alive. Go about your business. You'll all be fine. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know why it's it, it, it's the utmost of importance. You know what maybe you might want to do? Come up with some actual jokes. That might be uh, just my two cents. Come up with some jokes. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. All right, let's.
let's do it to it. Uh, let's go. We got a busy night. Hot phones tonight. Hot phones. Big calls. Hot phones. Let's go to those hot phones. 201-989-0012. Let's go to first call of the night. Hello, Besho. Okay. Look, Sheila. Look, I'm sorry. I I thought this relationship was ready for a third participant. Clearly, I was mistaken. I, I, I just can't believe oh, no. you threw your sangria in my face when I introduced you to Jasmine. I just... No, I... No, Hello? it's... It's it's okay. It, it's fine. I, I just had a whole special night planned for us. And what's that? No, no. Of course, we're still going to Burning Man. Of course, we are. Don't don't worry about that. Okay, I'll I'll be home in a, in an hour. Um, Hello. Can you please? Can you make biscotti tonight, Ugh. please? Please. Mm, okay. Thank you. Okay. I'll see you later. Hello. Hello. Oh no! Is is this Tom? Yeah, yeah, this is Tom. Oh no! P- please don't tell me you heard all that. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, mortified. Oh no! Well, I guess that that's as good an argument as there will ever be for not having two phones, right? I I, I guess so. I guess so. That was yeah. not uh that was mm-hmm. oh well i it's one of those things it's i guess that's a good example of not being able to put a genie back in the bottle like it's out there okay gotta live with that <laughs> you you buy yeah that we heard it yeah i don't know i like biscotti is that is that a crime and you know. say it biscotti I do, yeah, and then I also say please. Yeah, that really that Paschetti is one thing, please yeah. is another thing. Pus- well, I didn't even say when I, I said that it's nummy. You didn't even say it was nummy. Well, that would be the the triumvirate right there. But yeah. well, Paschetti please together yeah. is rough stuff. It's it, it, well, yeah. Well, look, live and learn, right? Live and learn. Live and learn. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, well. Hello, welcome to the best show. Hi, Tom. It's uh, it's Herb Brownstone. I'm here in uh, East Northbridge, and as always, I'm loving the show, loving it. Thank you, Herb. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, always a, always a ton of laughs and shortles to be had by one and all. It's what we're going for. That's right. That's right. Oh my God. I didn't think it would ever happen, but it looks like the commander in cheese is finally going down, right? It's going to be very interesting to see where, where things go. Yeah. They, I, I, I'd heard he was going to get indicted tomorrow, but, uh, now they're saying next week. And, um, uh, I I heard some rumblings uh, that are that are pretty interesting. Do you want to hear what I heard? Yeah, please, please. You got some inside what? action? I do, I do. I, I heard something from someone who knows someone, you know, on the inside of the uh, the DOJ, and they say that Trump has one last major card up that impossibly huge white sleeve of his. <laughs> wow. Okay. What What is that? Do you know? 
Well, yeah. Uh, in it, in in a couple words, it's the third installment of the Saturday Night Fever trilogy. I, I'm not sure what you're getting at. Well, apparently, he thinks if he can get cast as the lead in a major motion motion picture, he can't be indicted. On the where he got this idea. I mean, that l- makes literally no sense. That's what I thought. He said he heard that, that Chevy Chase would have gone to jail for murder had he not started filming Modern Problems. Murder? Yes. News to me. I didn't know Chevy Ain't... Chase was up on potential murder charges. No, I knew he was he was terrible, but I didn't know he was a murderer. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean that's this is all news to me, Herb. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, getting to the, this movie, Trump wanted uh Frederick L. Durst to direct the film, but he's busy right now doing Mr. Roberts 2 Flagrant Night Prowls and I think they're filming it in Chechnya. So he can't do it. So he's Fred Frederick L. Durst, Fre- you mean Fred Durst? This Fred, that's the that's Fred Durst. Yeah, the artist. The artist Fred Durst. Yeah. Yes. Um. So, so he he wanted Fred Durst to direct the movie, and he's unavailable. So, what is there? Is there another option? Or yeah, yeah. So, uh, as of now, Wes Borland is going to be the Helmer on uh, Saturday Night Fever Three: Disco Don, the Don of the Disco. West Borland, the guitarist in Limp Biscuit. Yes, he's had a, a, a deep interest in, in, in films for, for several years now. Okay, that's that's very interesting. I never would have never would have thought West Borland was gonna be a motion picture director, let alone direct a movie. What is now? I don't know what is Trump's connection to this movie. Oh, he he just thinks it's a cool idea, and the title is is terrible, and it sounds worse if you say it real fast. Uh, uh, yes, uh, two for disco, Donna, Donna, disco. Two for disco, Don, Don of the disco. The Don of the disco. The Don of the. Well, I guess you're technically going to say like two for Saturday night. Two for Saturday Night Fever, three disco, Don the Don of the Disco. Say it really fast. Two for Saturday Night Live, Saturday Saturday Night Live. Two for Saturday Night Fever, three uh, disco, Don the Don of the Disco. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it could sell a, a handful of tickets for sure. Yeah, that's a rough. If you were saying like three would be the hard three for Saturday Night Fever, three Don Don Disco, Don the Don of the Disco, <laughs> like. Yeah. Donna what? Yeah, Donna, Donna the yeah. Disco. Yeah. Well, so he's producing this movie, or what is his involvement? No! He's starring in it! He's starring in it! Yes! Yeah, there, there isn't a script because, you know, it's such short notice. And I'll tell you, as of last week, Wes Borland didn't even know he was going to be a director. Wow, that so is wild. Is, it's Yeah, it, it's last minute. So... So Trump wants to start start shooting this thing just based on what he remembers about Saturday Night Fever two, which is of course when uh, Tony becomes a dancer in a in a 
big hit Broadway show. Yes, which is the was yeah, that was like yeah, staying alive, I think they called staying it. Staying alive, yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was so, yeah. Okay. So he this is continuing the franchise. Yes. Yes. He has no he has not done a single thing about securing rights, as far as I know, oh my either. God. So I don't know I don't know what he's thinking, but he he did say it's gonna be a cross between his two favorite films of all time. And what what are those? Uh Can't Stop the Music. That's the village people movie. Yes. Uh-huh. And his other favorite other favorite film, uh Death Wish Three. Those are Trump's two favorite movies. Yes. Can't yeah. stop the music, the village people movie and then death wish three a movie that is just laughable in so many spots yeah horrifically violent but also horrifically uh inept yes that's poorly made yeah 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 so he's excited he's he's already got his his white suit um i didn't know that they actually made suits in in oct xl which is like i guess three uh eight x's like a white disco suit. Yeah. And I, I heard that they just dyed David Burns stop making sense suit white. For Trump. Or they, or well, because his yeah. suits are so baggy and weird. Like he dresses like he doesn't know that you go get the suit altered after like no. tailored. He dresses no, he's like no, he's no. like the rough material is what he wears. Yeah, just give me that. Don't ham it. Uh, I don't need anything taken in. Uh, I'll wear it out. If anything, we'll let it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just wear it like this. Yeah, and they're just like, sir, this is not, there's been no adjustments on this suit. I don't care. I think it looks fine. (laughs) Those, like, rumpled pants. (laughs) Everything is wrong. Everything's wrong. Yeah, just bad, long tie, weird, long sleeves rumpled what a what a strange a strange man so he thinks that that's going to get him out of out of going getting indicted yes yeah and he he also wants to do a call back to you know in in, in staying alive travolta super buff you know like he looks like oh yeah like, like he's looks amazing so trump said he wants to replicate that and he's in training to get ready for those scenes where he's really oiled up if you can imagine oh, that god i can't imagine him I oil. know. <laughs> he's oiled and, up yeah so gross and I, I i heard rumblings that west borland is quite concerned that that trump is going to try to slather that body oil all over his mcdonald's because he does like mcdonald's it's one of the only things. McDonald's. One of the only things I relate to Donald Trump on. Oh yeah, love. Yeah. How love many? Him. How many cheeseburgers do you think he's eaten in one sitting? Yeah, he's knocked back a few. He. Um, I'll say seventeen. I could picture. Yeah, I could picture. I could picture he could knock back e- easily a dozen of them. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I could see that. He it's like it sounds weird to say, but I think I think Trump is good at eating fast food. If that's Oh, he's if, the best. If there's such a thing to actually if that's actually a skill, I think he's skilled at it. 
He's great at it. And what's interesting is you've seen pictures on on uh, when he was on Air Force One of him, you know, sitting at his table and he's got like, you know, a burger and fries there. I've never actually seen video of the eating. Have you? Like, I've never seen moving images. So I've, it's kind of a fantasy of mine. Like to see him knock back. Yeah. Like I've never yeah. seen him. Yeah. I remember that one photo where he had the salad, like the taco salad. Yes. And he was like happy, like, was it, was it Cinco de Mayo or something where he was like, and like he was selling, like he made, like he was celebrating like, uh, like Latino heritage with a, with a taco salad. Mm, Muy bueno. Yes. See. Yes. Well, really, it's, uh, well, you're really taking me on a little journey there. I am. We're going south of the border. Hey, speaking of, yeah. I was at, at uh, a Mexican restaurant the other day, and they were playing that Mr. Mister song. Do you remember it? It was it was like, uh, remember that song? Oh, yes. Yes, I remember that song. What's it? Yeah. So I, uh, have you ever heard the story about that song? No. The recording no. of it? I, I don't know well, anything about it. Well, the singer, Richard Page. Now, that's Richard, not Jimmy Page, Tom. I know you you like heavy metal. Um, uh, well, I mean, I don't love heavy. Richard. Okay. Okay, sure. I got I got you, though. I got you, Herb. Okay, well, you know how, how the song modulates up a couple times towards the end where it gets higher? Sure. You know? It kicks in for that, like, to kind of bring it home. Exactly. Yeah. Really emphasizes it's yeah. very, you know, it's anthemic. Well, the story goes that the actual track they recorded for that modulated five times at the end. So it just kept going up a step or a half step, whatever that would be in like. Yes. So it'd be like, carry lays on down the road. Then it'd be like, carry lays on down the road that I... Carry a liaison that like that, and then three more. Three and more. And so, I know it's crazy. And it was a huge. There was huge drama when it came time for Richard to record this. And you know, it, it's really hard. And so, but he prided himself on being a great singer. So he goes into do the vocals and. All eyes are on him in the studio because it's like, can, is he going to be able to do this? Yeah, like they really, really and pull this off. Yeah. So everyone goes, Richard, ease into it. Just take each modulation at a time. We'll stop tape and we'll do the next one. You rest your voice for a couple minutes and, and try it again. But he's like, no, I'll do it all at once. Okay. And, and so, you know, he's got this alpha male thing. So they... They roll it and hits the first one. Mm-hmm. Hits the second one. He's 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 signaling the engineer to keep the tape rolling. Okay, you know as it get as it gets higher and uh-huh. keeps going, and he he barely cleared the fourth modulation, and then when it came to the final one, yeah, the story goes that all they heard in in, in the control room was this super high pitch. I'll, I'll stand back. It was like, and then a weird sound and then a thud. And it was described as being not unlike the dull thud following 
the whooshing sound from the device. Yeah, that that Newbridge courtroom employees heard when Judge Davies operated the device under his robe. Yeah, this was he got busted. This judge years ago got busted for this device that he snuck into the courtroom to kind of get his jollies uh, with. Yeah, I for one can't wait to see robed for his pleasure. It's the movie everybody's talking about. Yeah, they say that that Tim Heidecker's performance, uh, his, his portrayal of Judge Davies, is flagrant Oscar bait. That sounds like a real pull quote for a thing. Well, no pun intended. I guess that's a <laughs> oh jeepers. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry on that one. They said they they say he committed to it so thoroughly. Yeah, his role that he wore the judge robe offset at all times. Wow, that's so he's doing some some method acting. Oh yeah, and, and and he said it got him great seats at restaurants and, and also funerals. All right, well, look, those are the I guess those are the the you realize the life a judge is li- living out there. Yeah, yeah. Tim is apparently one of those guys that that likes to go to funerals, especially for people he doesn't know. Really, very odd. And then that's he, he'll sit. He sits in the front row, and then he makes fart sounds, but nobody will say anything because he's a judge. It's pretty interesting. So it's like a social experiment a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like you think he's crying, like his mm-hmm. face is in his hands, but then it's like you just hear... Oh, God. Yeah. Just to see what the reaction and then some... is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then sometimes it'll be like... Jeez, oh, I... Oh, right, Herb, I get uh, the, I get the, okay, I get the, All right. I get okay. the idea. So, okay, yeah. So, so, um, getting back to the recording. So the yeah. other guys are just like, "Oh my God, what happened?" And they run out into the studio, and the guys in Mister Mister are shocked to come face to face with Richard Page's face lying on the floor. So his face fell off. He literally sang his face off, Tom. Well, that, that's, that, I didn't know that was possible, but I mean. I, I didn't either. I hope he's one okay. Of the, well, one of the guys thought really quick and, and they put his, his, uh, his face in, in a bucket of ice. Yeah. And then they sped over to Caesar cyanide to get it, uh, reattached. So they went over to, they got to see Caesar cyanide. Where they uh, not cyanide? That would be something you'd go to the hospital for consuming, not the name of a hospital. Um, no, it's Caesar's Caesar's cyanide. It's not, isn't it? It's seed, I thought it was named cedar. after. No, well, didn't 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 Brutus Beefcake poison Caesar? Brutus Be- no, Brutus Beefcake's a wrestler. Yeah, I know. Bruce Beefcake is nowhere near uh, this. I don't know what you're you're going down well, a really weird road right here, Herb. I don't know. I yeah. Okay, that's that's fair enough. But but anyway, so they did reattach it. But but you know, it, it was just such a crazy experience that all richard could write about at that point was was what happened and it's why their next album tanked so hard mhm 
Yeah, it was called Face the Music, and all the songs were about his face getting reattached. Well, I mean, I could see how he that would be a a, a, a something you would be thinking about when you wrote lyrics. Mm-hmm. But to have every song be about it seems like maybe a bit much. Yeah, the first single was called "I'm in Stitches," and and it, it didn't connect at all, so it, it they ended up getting dropped. Well, they had a good run. You know, I'm. I'm sorry to say this. I'm I'm getting a real negative vibe from you, which is which is really a shame because after Steve Bannon and Eddie Trunk, you're my favorite radio personality. Oh well, that's thank you so much. That's that was a great company to be be in there. Um, it's, it's good company. It's good company. Yeah. Well, I was being sarcastic, but there's, oh yeah, oh, there's no negative okay. vibe coming from me. Well, look, you don't have to talk to me like that. You you can't talk to me like that. Okay. And why is that? Yeah, you can't. Because I'm the guy Bruce Hornsby wrote The Way It Is About. Really? Yes. The the way it is, that big Bruce Hornsby hit from the like late 80s, early 90s, whatever it was. That's His something. biggest hit, 80, 86. 80, okay, 86. I'm, I'm not a... So you were one of the people that he was singing about in that song who was being disrespected? No, no. I'm the guy who did one of the things that Bruce describes in the song. Or should I say he, in his version of what he thinks he saw me do. Well, what, what, is, what, is, what did he think he saw you do and how did he interpret it in the lyrics? Well, first let me say I managed... I managed the apartment building that Bruce lived in in Charlottesville back then. And I have to say, good tenant, didn't make a lot of noise, paid on time, rarely got aggressive. So, you know, he was he was all right in my book. But, rarely um, got aggressive. Okay. That, yeah, rarely. I, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know the bar was so low on, but whatever. Okay. Good tenant. Yeah. He's what we call a, uh, a you know, how, how a lot of apartment buildings have, have the laundry area downstairs uh-huh you know he would um he would i'll just say he would put stuff in the in the uh in the dryer that would get you know make a huge mess when it got dried and then i would confront him on it and then he would basically look at me not say anything and then turn and smash a, a window with his fist Jeez. yeah That's but a- that was it i mean i had far worse tenants oh well okay um all right. I, I, well, I, so, so look, you inspired. Right. Yes. All right. So the line in, in the, the first verse of the song, it's, you know, he's describing, uh, he's describing a guy in a silk suit, which I did wear and I still do. Um, basically telling, uh, a, an unfortunate elderly woman, uh, who's struggling, she's on the street and he, he, he said he he saw me tell her to get a job. Oh, that lyric. Okay. Yes. Yeah. But he he didn't get it right. He and he's wrong. Okay. Well, I'm. Uh, how how did he get it wrong? Well, he didn't see the the whole exchange. I was singing that doo-wop song "Get a Job" by uh by the Coasters, I think, 
with with that elderly woman. And you know, we were doing sha na 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 sha na 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 bow sha na 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 yeah dip 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 mum 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 mum. And he walked up right as I said, "Get a job." Okay, that's really you don't you don't well you don't believe me or you do believe me. I kind of don't. Crap. Okay. Well, um. I mean, I think he would hear that you were singing. That's what I told him, too. He didn't believe me, though. I don't know. Uh huh. Weird. It, it went to his head. It all went to Bruce Hornsby's head? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, hey, you know, speaking of, of randomly seeing something that's appalling, um, the, the other day I was in Business Bridge and I was dropping off my taxes. Mm-hmm. So I drop them off at the front counter and I, I and I leave the building and I turn the corner and on the way back to my car, I see my accountant who I've known for like for 20 years. Yeah. He, he's come. He's coming out of this adult movie theater. OK. I was shocked. You were shocked. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know this place was still open. It was really famous back in the day. It was called the Crankadero. Did you ever go there? Uh, no, I didn't. I never made it over to the Crankadero. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only went a couple times, but you know, back in the, in the, the seventies and the eighties, it was a very happening place. The adult movie theater in, in Newbridge. Yeah. Yeah, but it it wasn't seedy, you know. Well, sure, they showed the the standard spank house fare like uh, knights in black leather, pretty peaches, uh, what the Swedish butler saw, kung fu sex party, wet wilderness, Snow White and the Seven Perverts, uh, once upon an orgy, stuff like that. But they they also offered live performances from some of the most respected erotic artists of of, of all time, pretty much. Okay. Like who? Anybody in particular? Uh, yeah, uh, let's see if I can remember. Uh, Lisa Suckdog, uh, Gigi Allen and his murder junkies, mm-hmm. Guar, uh, Jim Rose, the Carl Palmer band. Wait, the Carl Carl Palmer, the drummer from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yes. I, I did not know his band was erotic. Oh, Yes. Well, when I say his band, it was basically just him and a giant drum set. And then the high, the, the high point of the show would be when he would start playing the drums with. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That is very sick, actually. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Me neither. No, no. But look, I, I, I bring that up because I don't feel like I can look my accountant in the eye ever again. Because you saw him leave the adult movie theater. He, he was he was literally wearing a trench coat. He, even it, it was pouring rain, but still, it's a bad optics are bad. No, that's 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 very on the nose. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I I don't regret filming that and and posting it on Facebook. Oh, well, that's not cool. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well. Well. Look. Getting back to to, to the Bruce Hornsby song, the way it is. Yeah. That dumb deal left out like five nice things I did do that would have portrayed me in a much more positive light. Like what? Well, I'll, I'll give you two. Um, he, I know for a fact he saw me give a slice of pizza that I dropped on the cement to a, to a, a needy person. So you dropped a slice of pizza and then 
gave it to somebody else. I did, yeah. That's not and, and then okay. What? No, go ahead. Well, go I ahead. didn't drop it. Fa- I didn't drop it. Cheese down. It landed on the crust. Still, that's not that's not overly impressive that you gave mm. something you dropped to somebody else. Okay, I might All not right. brag well, about that. Well, okay, it's more of a boast. It is more of a boast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, how about how about this? Uh, one time, I lent him a book of matches so he could light his stove. You lent him a book of matches. I well, I, I rented them to him. You rented them. Yes. How do you rent a book of matches? I don't remember. I was very um, drunk, so I don't remember. I don't uh-huh. drink anymore, but I, I was, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you, so you had a so. thing where you rented a book of matches to somebody. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd rent everything to everybody. Like, I'd rent water to tenants. Okay, but how they have to, they don't even get to keep it? If, no, it's it's renting. They have to give it yeah, back. To no, you. I understand, but it's weird to rent water to somebody. I don't know how they could even give it back. Look, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Okay, mm-hmm, look, sure. Here, here's why I'm calling. Here's why I'm calling. Okay. okay. I um, I I understand you used to be in the entertainment industry as uh, uh like a junior, a junior stock boy at West Coast Video. Is that what it was? That's not uh, even close. I I okay. I. I have and still write for television. Get out of town. Really? Yeah. I, why is that wow. so hard to believe? No, it's cool. It's cool. Oh, it's okay. Cool. Well, and thank so, you. But now I'm, I'm glad I, I, I made the call because I need to know if you have an in at ShoutStream, the Shout Network streaming service. <sighs> I mean, I know people, and I don't know if there's anybody at the top, off the top of my head, that's like a best friend. But you know, I'd have to think about that. Have you seen it? Because it's a pretty good, good streaming platform. Shoutstream. Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a lot of. Maybe I had a trial membership with it. Right. Tell me, tell me about it. I'm, I'm. Well. You'd remember because okay. the, the, the packages are are, are kind of confusing. There there there's there's fifteen different tiers. It's pretty pretty excessive, I think. Fifteen. So there's different levels of of subscription. Yeah, yeah. They go uh, from all the way from Shout Dirt, which is the cheapest, all the way up to Shout Antimatter, which is said to be the most expensive substance on, on Earth. Shout dirt. So if I get a shout yeah. dirt membership, what does that? I get the least amount of content or something. I think you get half a channel. Half a channel. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and as you get up, it's it's all uh, like their uh, uh, the rope package is it's I think it's like 30, 30 channels, but they're all kind of pixelated enough that it's really frustrating. Hmm. And then burlap is black and white. Uh, steak is a little better. Copper better, and it all, goes all the way up to you know double platinum and the top tier, which is antimatter, um, which is the one that allows you to spy on lower tier subscribers from the privacy of your own home. Well, that's a whole. That's not exactly a streaming uh, perk. That's just an invasion of privacy. Well, it depends how you look at it, I well, guess. I mean, it's. I don't know if there's another way to look at it, and that I would disagree with you on that. It's 
pretty clear Noted. cut. Okay, yes, and Noted. please please do note it. I did. I'm uh, okay. Jot, jotting it down right Thank here. you, as I requested. Okay, perfect. Um, so I, I'm asking you about that because I want to see about getting on that Shout reality show, Survival of the Hottest. Have you seen this thing? I have not. Oh, it's so fun. Basically, they start with 24 totally hot coin-operated bitches, and they alternate between effing and gaslighting each other until there's only one diabolical hottie left. That sounds really extreme. Oh, it's so it's so extreme. And this is exciting for me. They're doing Survival of the Hottest Gray Fox edition soon. You know, for for, for older guys and 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 gals. Okay, well that sounds that sounds uh, a, a, a nice in a, in an inclusive way. Yeah, and I th- I think I can win, and I'm not bragging, but my abs have never been this defined, ever. Okay, well that's 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 exciting. So are you? So I, I got. Th- go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, so I I I think my bod is 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 slamming, and I really think I can convince any of my competition that even my most heinous indiscretions are ultimately their own fault. So that's the, that's that that's what your that's like your skill set. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's your superpower. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it. So I just, I just gotta, I gotta get that, that, uh, that introduction, you know, with someone from shout. So, uh, yeah, I'm not... so just kind of, all right. Yeah, no, not off the top of my head. All right, well, keep your ears out. Um, hey, speak. Speaking of ears, uh, I understand you got a real earful from my dumb son Donnie last week. Is that right? Wait, that's your son? Yeah. He he's in that band. Don't even say the name. It's so embarrassing. What is that? What are they called? Crap. Don't say it, please. Crap, I'm blanking on the name. Please don't say it. Crap, what is it? Wet Cherry. Wet Cherry, that's right. I hate it. I hate So you hate and the Wet worst, Cherry. I hate, oh, I hate. And the worst thing is they're getting back together. That's, so why do you hate them so much? Nobody wants it. Literally not a person wants them to get back together. No, I, I take that back. One person does. This one kid commented on his Facebook page that he was too young to see Donnie and Wet Cherry play back in the 80s. And he really wished he could see them now. And that's all Donnie needed to just go hog wild and try to relive these glory days. Oh, so stupid. That's I can't. That's rough. Yeah. Oh. Awful. I, I can't. I can't relay how much grief that stupid band caused me throughout my life. But how so? Well, I used to work. Basically, I, I, I was a senior accounts manager at a State Farm Insurance uh, location, and okay. um, my coworkers would tease me, and, and sometimes literally beat me up because of these dumb wet cherry flyers Donnie would put on the windshields of cars in the state farm parking lot. Okay. 
so embarrassing. And the flyers were a picture of Donnie doing that dumb thing that those metal singers would do where they'd, it was like, shh, and they put their index finger on their pouty lips, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the text said, it was something like, get wet with wet cherry featuring me, Herb's son, this Saturday at Los Amigos. Oh, that's str- Why would you get, why would you get singled out like that? He went out of his way to embarrass me by putting my name on the flyer. Why? Because he wanted to get me. He wanted me to get God, I guess. I don't know. Okay, but I just don't know. Okay, well, whatever. So he so he, he wanted you to know, or whatever. He wanted to get you by promoting you on the flyer for a, his band yes. that he hates. He he knew I hated the band, so he wanted to just kind of stick it to me. And mm-hmm. But... That's besides the point. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that Donnie didn't tell you about the incurable disease and his miraculous recovery he experienced back then. He did not. Okay. Well, here's the scoop. After he crashed that yacht and he tanked his career, he, he had nothing at this point. He was, he was down to his last wacky package. Wow. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. So, at this point, he makes this announcement that he's got an incurable case of, see if I can get this right, tuberculinesis. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's not a real disease. He, he totally fabricated it. So he could get, and I quote Donnie on this, to get sympathy relief and debt cash from all them hot POAs who wouldn't give my ass the time of day before I was a famous God. Well, that's very calculated. It's awful. It's awful. Imagine thinking that to yourself, let alone saying it to someone else. I can't. Sickening. It is. He's disgusting. And I I have no idea where he gets that devious worldview. Oh yeah. Who, who would know how, how probably is his, I, I'm guessing his mother. She's a real piece of work. Uh huh. So you think? Yeah. I, I. I don't know who else. Who else in his life would be such a such a horrid influence? I can't think of a single person. Yeah, me neither. Nobody. Nobody else seems to be so morally off target. Mm-mm. 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 Okay, you know Mm-mm. I'm being sarcastic Mm-mm. again. Wait, what? Yeah, no, well, huh. that's troubled me that, but um, um, no, so yeah, it's you. Oh, 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 hey, um, listen, I, I, I gotta run in a second. My, my lawyer just texted and said he has some big news about this lawsuit I'm involved in. You're in a lawsuit? Yes, do you have like a minute? Yeah. Do you know the band Guns N' Roses? Yeah, of course. Do you know their hit song, Mr. Brownstone? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Mr. Brownstone. Herb Brownstone. Wait, they wrote that song about you? Yes. Okay, I thought that song was about drugs. Oh, no, no, no. First of all, I want to say... 
What are the odds of having two songs written about me in the same year? Weird. That's weird. Pretty crazy, right? So that's a crazy basically, one. it's nuts. For, for six months in the summer of 86, I managed a rental property that my mother owned uh, in Hollywood. And I rented an apartment to Slash and Steven Adler. Okay. Yeah. And so every now and then the other guys, minus Izzy, I don't know what his deal was. Weird guy. The, those guys would, would come over and we'd, we'd have all kinds of fun just hanging out. We'd listen to, to you know, to to records we drink a little beer party little mm-hmm. bit of krell nothing out of control though, sure but, sure you know, it was fun yeah 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 gotcha. yeah we had we had the best time and i gotta say slash incredible dancer really oh really, i had no, I had uh, no idea super live very live no idea and, and axel rose uh-huh so funny so caring so nice Wow. So giving. He he would cook lasagna for us every Sunday night. No idea. Never would have guessed that in a million years. No, no it's true. Oh my god, it was so much fun. So I, I lost touch with them after I, I moved back east about a, you know six months later, and I never even heard that 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 album that they made, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, yeah, it's a big album. So somewhere in the two thousands, I I do hear the album, and I hear the song Mister Brownstone for the first time. Uh huh. And um, I was very hurt by the lyrics. Okay, I, I yeah. I took I, I I took great offense to that that line. That old man is a real mf. I'm going to kick him on down the line. That's a that's weird. That that's that there's a person. I assume that was about heroin. No, and it, what what really hurt was that. I was like 40 when I met those guys. And I wasn't we, old at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a rough one, Herb. So I, I brought suit against them for flagrant disparagement of a law-abiding corpse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so your lawyer I, might... What's going on? Where's the case at? You said your lawyer is... Yeah, I got to... I, I, I got to call, call him back, back in a few when I'm, when I, oh no. What? Oh no. What is it, Herb? Oh my God. Well, well, what? oh boy. What? I, I, oh. What? Oh, oh, oh no. What? Mm. What? Oh. Herb, what is it? Oh. Okay. Seriously. Her, seriously, Herb, what, okay. what okay. is it? All right. I've. I've hemmed and hawed long enough. I, I, <laughs> I guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of local hair metal never worse is true. Was that? It's my son, Donnie. He must have been listening. Oh, my God, Tom. He's outside my window, and he's livid that I did cocaine with GNR without him. Oh, this is stuff you're – okay, yeah. So. Oh, no. Oh my God! He's standing outside. He's shining a flashlight on himself, and he's holding what I can only describe as nunchucks fashioned from two sprite cans and a curled phone cord. Oh no! Oh, this sounds bad, Herb. Oh no! Oh no! Donnie, no! Herb. 
That is weird. That is, why would the music kick in like that? That I don't know. I don't, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. Well, I hope Herb's okay, and I hope Donnie eases up on him. Let's do it to it, baby. Let's go. I'm being told we can go to the Zoomaroony to see our guests. Oh, look at that. Look at this. It's it's like a uh, look how handsome everybody is tonight. It's like a uh, I can't get over it. You got Matt Christman. Will. Hello. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? And we got Will Meneker over here. A joy to be here. Welcome. Oh, that's so exciting. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank hello you. to the best show chat. Yes, the best show chat. Everybody's happy, having a great time. Everybody's so excited because you two are, are the, you're kind of the Lennon and McCartney of this podcast called Chapo Trap House, and it's a very popular politic podcast and you talk about Roger Stone and all the right you're like Rod I hate Rod wait do you hate Roger Stone uh he's hilarious I like like his tattoos I like his party down attitude I'm a big fan of his wife I like his pin head the fact that his head comes to an actual point at the back (laughs) it kind of yeah I see what you're saying he is he looks like he's always I've never seen anybody look like somebody just poked him. Every look, every time you see a picture <laughs> of him, it looks like somebody just like like poked like elbowed him without him knowing where it came from. Like he's turned He's got around. like a ah. uh he grinds his teeth. There's amazing footage of him in a deposition where he was being sued or something. He was clearly on one or two and rocking back and forth. And he was just gnashing his teeth. He's always, it's like, he's got a bit in there. Like he's a racehorse. He would be a pretty good racehorse actually. Oh man. I think I'm, I putting would... my, I'm putting the farm on Roger yeah. stone to win. Go to Santa. Uh, he looks to me. He always reminds me of a George liquor from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Anybody remember yeah. him? Yes, of course. <laughs> he does have some definite George liquor rage vibes. Yeah. Um, I would actually go. It's I'm going to Santa Ana, uh, and he's running against Pio Mai, and I just don't know who I'm gonna <laughs> put all my money on. I, I think Roger Stone is a racehorse. I think should be called Nixon's little helper. That yeah, got uh, Nixon's little helper in the eighth, Pio Mai in the ninth. Um, yeah, horse racing, huh? Boy, that's uh, the sport of kings. Still sticking around somehow, huh? How's that? I love. But there was a there's a time in American history when the, the top three most popular sports were baseball, horse racing, and boxing. Boxing. It's the most amazing thing that boxing was just you just watched the fights. 
And even before that, you would listen on the radio to someone describing the fights. That's how much you loved guys fighting each other. That sounds like such a thrill. Obviously, obviously now, (laughs) boxing and horse racing. Listening to Lewis Schmeling 2. Yeah. Like boxing and horse racing have obviously uh, fallen a long way. Baseball is sort of circling the drain. So I think these three sports need to like combine into like now one we're talking mega sport. Consolidate. Like you can ride a horse to first base and you can mm-hmm. um, attack the other players. You can fight them. Well, this is one of the most brilliant things, if not the most brilliant thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> we picture what if and go with me here. They're on the backs of the horses with boxing gloves mm-hmm. <laughs> and the jockeys, you get close and you try to womp that guy on the horse next to you, right? And you're shirtless, of course, in trunks and then coming the other way is a guy with a bat on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's. Because there's only one batter at a time in baseball, so in this new yeah. sport we're we're coming up with, there should be one batter also. But the horse is just coming the other way. Oh, I would. Would that be more cruel or less cruel for would, the horse? It would certainly kill less horses than horse racing does. It's I, true, I know that yeah. For sure. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Look, I gotta say. I was writing on season two of Luck for HBO, and uh, I had a great arc figured out where Dustin Hoffman hit the trifecta, and then all these horses just started dropping. We never got to shoot that thing. <laughs> what if yeah, HBO? Uh, what if HBO just kept going on Luck, and they're just like, they're like, <laughs> we hear you, people. We don't care. And now there's just like countless, <laughs> like there have been 700 horses died for it's season eight. Coincidentally, at the same time, HBO launches a brand of dog food <laughs> as yes. luck season yeah. seven rolls along. Yeah. This time we're putting landmines in the racetrack. Yeah. <laughs> even uh, even at a point, Dustin Hoffman's just like, are we sure we are going to keep doing this with the horses? Like it's it's making me very uncomfortable. It looks like, That's a lot of horses, isn't it? Yeah, how many horses? Like, like it wasn't like six horses died. In it was like, like, yeah, it was like mid single figures, I think, which is yeah. a lot for like twelve episodes of television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the idea it's just like there must have been that first day. We're like, oh my god, the a horse died, and then just like it's five days later, oh my god, another horse. Like, then you get to it's like, all right, something's wrong here. This. Like we're saying this way too often. This does not sound like it's as as rare an occurrence as it should be for this show. But look, we're not it, here to talk about luck. Which I wonder is that on HBO Max? That I like. They it should be. It better be. They, My favorite thing about that show is that David Milch made that while he was losing millions of dollars a year. Yeah. In horse <laughs> yes. racing. He lost $10 million betting on horse races. At the time, he was making luck. Can you imagine the day that he, like, 
loses a hundred grand at Santa Anita and then like three horses die on the show that he's shooting. Yeah. Every day was like uncut gems for his life. Every day he's, he's just wondering. Show. Yeah. I think and, it's like that amazing piece in the Hollywood reporter about his uh, horse racing addiction. And like people said that he was actually like a really good handicapper. Like he could pick races really well, but the problem was he would go every day and bet on every single race, which is like okay. when you do that, the, yeah. the odds really level out after yeah. a certain point. You're because you're kind of supposed to take your winnings and exactly, yeah, yeah, go home. To see, when you say, see Roger Stone, is he a jockey? How's he on mud? Yeah, Roger Stone, Roger, he Roger run loves well. the slop, he He's runs a well on slop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, Matt, welcome to the best show. It's nice to have you back again. You're two of my favorite people and guests we could ever have and it's a dream to have you both here we are doing something called the 50 worst movie characters ever and i know you both love movies oh yeah I know that. you both love movies if matt tells me about avatar way of water one more time i'm gonna <laughs> throw up so we have a ch we have a chart of the top 50, we're going to fill this chart in. And I'm going to say this. We got 90 minutes. Watch this to the listeners. You watch a chart get filled in 90 minutes. You're never going to believe the speed with which we fill this chart. You both love movies. So far, I think we put two people on the on the list. I put Rose, old Rose from Titanic. Uh. Who, to me... She, Greedy. she threw that necklace for no reason off the boat. Just for spite. For, but, but she said she was doing it as a tribute to Jack, who had nothing to do with that necklace. Jack was <laughs> like, he that's not his necklace. He had nothing to do with it. She's like, oh, I just wanted to put it back in the ocean. Like, so first of all, she... Is a is a, a no, she did not murder Jack, but she would probably have brought been brought up on some charge for not letting him on that uh, that floaty whatever they're floating around on. And uh, also keep keep in mind uh, that this was not um, like the, the 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 throwing the the priceless jewelry into the uh, bottom of the ocean. Uh, not exactly a selfless act of uh, love or devotion to Jack, because keep in mind. Once the authorities are made aware of this priceless diamond necklace, her and her family would be facing a stiff tax burden. So Absolutely. Her way of dumping it, dumping it in the North Atlantic is like, you know, like a, uh, like a charity or something. So like that a tax avoidance scheme. So what she just did is she just screwed that granddaughter who's on the boat with her. Oh, big time. Now she's <laughs> now she's going to be like, well, I guess I owe seven million dollars in taxes because my grandmother threw a priceless artifact off the side of a boat to pay tribute to uh yeah so she's on the list how does this work can we see the the map i'm not the map the the chart there we go look at that um so we have old rose at 20 and then damone from fast times at ridgemont high <laughs> is at 25 <laughs> i mean i i guess like damone from fast times at ridgemont high it was like 
the contention in that movie was that he was like the cool one because he had like rock concert tickets and he was teaching the like, you know, hey, here's yeah. how you get laid. Listen to Led Zeppelin with your girlfriend. Like, yeah. But uh, is, is he that hateable a character? I don't know. I think. Look, we all hate StubHub. We all hate Scout. He was he was Ticketmaster. He yeah. was Ticketmaster. He was the guy <laughs> who made a deal to get tickets as, when they had the Ticketmaster at the jean shop or the record store, and he was like paying people off um, to get tickets. I think as a scalper, he embodies everything. Every every person who did not get their Taylor Swift tickets. Channel your anger at Damone from Past Times at Ridgemont High. Now, uh, now, Tom, I was tuning into the uh, the first hour because I wanted to uh, sort of get get a feel for what the uh, the chat was thinking about with these uh, uh, worst movie characters. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You summarily dismiss one that uh, certainly uh, lit, lit up. Uh, you know, my got on my radar. Oh, okay. uh, you you said the Blues Brothers were not among the worst mm. characters in movie history. You you're you're a fan of Elwood and the other one. Well, I need maybe maybe convince me then. Why are they? I look at them; they're orphans. <laughs> they try trying to help save a church. Actually, that might be enough to <laughs> put them on the list. I mean, to me, it's more that they're like these uh, Chicago galoots who sh anywhere they go, they cause a ton of property damage. And then like what's worse, and then they show up to like do the do rhythm and blues better than Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin. You know, okay, and, now like, you're really making... impress them with their with their musical uh, chops. Also not funny. <laughs> the Blues Brothers are not funny. They are not a funny. Of dorks who play music. Okay, look, you're making the case. Tavy suggested Blues Brothers. I dismissed it out of hand. The not funny part uh, is bringing me around on this. They are the <laughs> least funny part of a movie called The Blues Brothers. <laughs> are the Blues Brothers? Um, yeah, that. Uh, I think we might have to put them at. 37 blues jake and Sounds elwood is right. fine they're on the list now congratulations Tavy. 37 yes right. the blues uh, I'd, I'd like to make a nomination for yes, uh one of the worst movie characters of all time yes. um we'll see we'll see if this one gets a pop but i gotta go with one of my most hated film characters of all time uncle billy from it's a wonderful life that fucking this, this drunk dickhead. idiot this uh -huh. drunk moron okay. This squirrel feeding moron <laughs> just loses an envelope with like five grand in it. That's, and that's in like, okay. you know, 1930s yeah. money or whatever. So it would be I like mean, if like, I was like, hey, nearly, I lost nearly uh, tanks. Yeah. All oh. of Bailey's savings and loan uh, yeah. turned the town into Pottersville because of his his drunken uh, oafishness. Uncle Billy, um, you're going to hell, buddy. Can somebody tell me what five grand would be worth in 2023, please? I'm assuming it's I'm probably it. about 15 a multiple of 15, I'm going to say. It's a lot. Yeah. If, look, if you lose five grand in 2023, that's a lot. I mean, not for it. not for the Chapo guys, of course. This is one <laughs> of the wealthiest podcasts in the industry. It's Everybody knows it's uh, how did this get made? Serial Chapo Rogan. In, in that order. Yeah, that's it. That's the order, too. <laughs> and, yeah. that, and then Fighter and the Kid comes in fifth. Tom, real quick. Yes. Uh, $5,000 from 1946, which <laughs> is the year It's a Wonderful Life was released, is worth 
$77,138.46 so in 2023. 77 grand, yes. Number 10, Uncle Billy from, <laughs> he goes top 10. Uncle Billy from and, It's a Wonderful Life. And you know, like, uh, like come, coming in close on the heels of Uncle Billy and for similar reasons, um, what's his name? Uh, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. Grandpa. I mean, why is he so broke? Why is he so broke? Get your money up. You're sleeping in the same bed with your whole family. We're waiting for until to it's time. He ticket. can't move. Yeah, he can't yeah. move. He's paralyzed until yeah. the chance to go to the chocolate factory yeah. comes up, and that's like, oh, I can walk now. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, uh, the healing you power. Of, yeah. This is what I'll say about Uncle Uncle Joe, right? Uncle Joe, Grandpa Joe, Grandpa Joe. He is like. It's like he's like a little kid where he's like, hey, we're going to go to the the furniture store. And suddenly he just slumps down like he literally <laughs> loses any ability to stand up straight. And it's like, hey, do you, we're, uh, we're going to go get ice cream now. And suddenly boing, he's up on his feet dancing around. Grandpa Joe, number 17. And I know people are saying, what about Augustus Gloop? No, he doesn't make. He got the murdered. Cut. He got he murdered by yeah. a, a chocolate making sociopath. Yeah. Of the children in Will of uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Va, let's see, uh, Mike TV. You got to assume they strong, got him big again, like so he's normal. Maybe you assume they sorted that out. Um, Violet. Not sure if she made it. She was expanded and turned purple. Um, yeah, they said they had to squeeze her. I don't know. That sounds a little dangerous. They had to squeeze her. She did not survive that squeezing. So that's um, who else is there? Closing to a permanent end. Veruca salt. Uh, salt. Mauled by yes. squirrels. <laughs> she fell into a squirrel pit. I'm assuming she did not survive. No, she's dead. Augustus Gloop. I think we literally saw him die on camera. I think we he gets like lodged in that one. He gets sucked into a uh, chocolate uh, drainage the, pipe. Yeah, we see him lodged in there. He we saw him die on film. It's like <laughs> at least they had the decency to have Veruca Salt fall through the pit and die down there. Yeah. So what they should have done is like Charlie, you get the chocolate factory. You're the owner of it now. The police immediately come and go, who owns this chocolate factory? I do now. You're under arrest for the murder <laughs> of three children. And then Willy Wonka just leaves on a glass elevator. He blasts through the roof and does it again somewhere else. It's like Spanish prisoner. He just sets up a new chocolate factory in a new town. And the other thing, here's the worst part of this thing. You got these poor Oompa Loompas. They're running the thing top to bottom. They they make this factory hum. They're doing everything in it. First of all, they were stolen from Loompa Land and not even going to touch that one. Then well, you have to read the original Roll Doll. Yeah. Which the, the unexpurgated version. For that, for him to go. Do, yeah. And it's yeah. like, um, and thankfully we're cleaning the language up that Roll Doll used. Uh, <laughs> So, these Oompa Loompas, they're running a place. Willy Wonka says, hey, I'm thinking about wrapping it up, and I'm thinking about retiring. 
you think this guy could promote from within? No, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I've decided who's going to take over. And all the Oompa Loompas like, oh, that Oompa Loompa is so smart. He, he or she is going to be running this place. He's like, no, nah, I decided I'm going to put tickets in candy and whoever opens one of them might run this place. If I was an Oompa Loompa, there should be something called Revenge of the Oompa Loompas. That's what I would want to see. The Oompa Loompas fight back. They seize the chocolate factory. They shut it down until they get promoted promotion from within. That's my now, Willy uh, Wonka. Yeah, Revenge of the Oompa Loompas. Uh, earlier, the the chat was sort of divided on Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. That's true. But I come I down firmly that. in the Booger was a hero camp. Booger, Booger rules. was a hero because he showed that like you can be cool if you're a nerd by doing drugs. Like that's the way out of nerddom is, uh, yeah, using <laughs> recreational drugs. That's no Booger much. is cool. I stand Booger. Okay, Booger does not make the list. Booger gets a pass. It seems like you're saying um, Booger could be on one of the coolest lists. Yeah, one of the best Absolutely. movie characters of all time. Yeah. No. Um, you know, uh, sort of like, and then uh, the, the other, the other one, the other, the other worst character I have. Like, th this could be somewhat controversial, but okay. it is connected both to Uncle Billy and Grandpa Joe. You know, in a long series of stumble bums and winos. This is a character that's been, you know, beloved in film stumble history. Stumble bums? What? What? Where did you just come out of a time machine? Jeez. Well, for this character, I did. Okay. I'm talking about the supposedly beloved character played over a number of films, Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp. I would say he's one of the worst characters of all time because he's broke. Once again, I don't like broke boys in movies. No, you got to have he... good credit to be a good character. He always looks a shambles. His shoes, his hat, they're full of holes. What is this guy's deal? Stop begging for money. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of him. Uh, also, you know what? Speak up. <laughs> how about how about you just how about you just say something yeah. anything this is getting awkward say i i gotta say we got grandpa joe at 17 old roses at 20 uncle billy we're really going after the elderly on this list <laughs> <laughs> so uh they don't come off well in films no yeah <laughs> let's see so we're talking about the tramp let's put the tramp at number 21 so a lot of people, I'm sure, have said, have called out, have demanded, oh, Jar Jar Banks, obviously. Jar no, no. Jar. It's gotta be Jar Jar. Matt, I wanna I see if we're say, on the same I wanna see if we're on the same page. Let's say it on the count of three. One, one, two, two, three. Three. C three PO. Yes. <laughs> uh C three PO from the original, for sure. Yes. But from the prequels, mm -hmm. Anakin Skywalker. No, no, no. Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala. No, no, no. Anakin is more annoying than Padme. When, <laughs> it's not close. Anakin is, he's an incredibly annoying to watch. And as a character, he is poorly written. It's like everything, every okay. way you would want to say a character is bad. Anakin is bad. No, look, you're right. Look, you're right. Anakin sucks. I'm just going to make the case because I don't want this to be a Star Wars list. I feel. Yeah, I'd say like one from each. This is what I say. I feel Jar Jar, not Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is fine. He's a hero. Um, <laughs> like he saved, he saved uh, yeah. the Gungan people with his heroics. <laughs> um, this is a deal with C-3PO. 
He ever and this is the thing. Everybody was like, "Oh, George R. R. Binks sucks. I can't stand George R. R. Binks. This new version of Star Wars sucks. These prequels suck." C three PO is a hundred times worse than Jar Jar Binks. He's ruining everything the whole time. Yeah, He's, yeah. R two D two saying, "Hey, let's get on this uh, in this pod and go." We got to make it happen. Yeah, we got to get saving, them saving their asses. We got to get the message to uh, to to down to Tatooine to find Obi Wan Kenobi, and then C three PO. Fine, you go your way. I'll go my way. I've had enough. Like, and then he messes up again. He's always messing up. And R2-D2's bailing this loser out. At a, he's a loser. Our C-3PO would yes, also be yeah. easy. He's a top five all-time losers in cinema. He you, uh, didn't we just uh did we just read like uh like there was like an account of the actor who played C3PO and Anthony Daniels? Daniels? Yes. And he it was like, he was basically saying like while they were filming these movies, like in between takes, like he would always try to like bend George Lucas's ear to be like, um, you know, like maybe in this scene, C3PO could um like could save them or be or you know perform yeah. an act of heroism or something. Like George Lucas just blanked him every time and was like, yeah. Oh no, in this scene you're a you're a coward. Yeah, you just, you're, just continue to be cowardly, <laughs> and you're on the wrong side of everything. We're going the wrong. The best thing, and then Chewbacca pieces this loser together after he gets shot on the Cloud <laughs> City. He finds this loser on a table in pieces, straps him to his back. Chewbacca should have left him to rot on in Cloud City. The franchise would have been fine. Because what's he do? Uh, think about it. Dun, 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 Empire, the first one, the first movie. Everybody's so excited. R2-D2, he's on the freaking X-Wing with Luke. C-3PO is hanging out in the lounge watching, <laughs> watching the thing take place. And also, for something as high-tech as that, is that really the only video they would have of anything going on is like some triangles turning at angles to see what to track the action um i'm gonna say c3po number four i'm putting c3po yeah, number four absolutely. And, and then i will now let's think about so anakin you say anakin you're talking about the nine-year-old anakin Skywalker. Uh, no i think the hayden christensen version is even more irritating okay especially and this is why he's a worse character than padme not only like just morally worse he kills the younglings and everything but mm -hmm. He also, his bad decisions actually propel the whole plot. We're hostage to his dumbass ideas. Like we, it is up to this uh -huh. idiot where the camera goes and what story gets told, as opposed to Padme, who's just, you know, uh, packing in the back in the background. Like somebody saying, okay, I, I'll, I'll, actually, C-3PO uh, and R2-D2 are the two peasant guys from Kurosawa's <laughs> Hidden Fortune. I know he stole everything from it. We know that. Joseph Campbell told us all about it. You know, Joseph, IMDb level trivia right there. You know that Joseph Campbell must have watched this Star Wars and been just like, <laughs> wait, this is my fault now? I'm responsible for this? I messed up. And now the guy, the guy from uh, the Lady Killers and the, and, uh, the, the guy from uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets now has to like debase himself in this dumb robe and be like, whoa, it's space. <laughs> Alec Guinness, that is the lowest treatment of a truly legendary actor to be like, wear this robe and say this space gibberish. 
I almost want to put Jordan. Let's put Hayden. Let's put, what do we call him? Teenage Anakin Skywalker? What? How are we? He's he's fully adult, I think. So okay, maybe, you know. <laughs> we'll just call him young. Well, uh, Anakin Skywalker because he's not Anakin past the movies. He's, he's yeah, Darth Vader. So let's say number twenty six, Anakin Skywalker. There we and go. And look, I'll, I'll relent on including uh, Natalie Portman as uh, Princess Queen Queen Padme, whatever her name is in that movie. Mm-hmm. If we can include Natalie Portman's performances in every other movie she's ever been in, well, that is, I <laughs> we might have to let that slide. Will I don't know if we're gonna. <laughs> I would like to put someone on the board now. Let's see. Let's see. Anybody? What do we have from the chat? Any good suggestions from the chat? I saw one really good one. Well, Jason, are uh, you tracking the chat? Who's tracking the chat? Yeah, can... we're all take, uh, keeping a, a watch on it. I do see Captain Jack Sparrow, and I kind of agree oh, with that's it. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just giving me the douche chills. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Let's like. I was never. Did it have have I ever done a bigger 180 than I did on that franchise? Like where I was like, <laughs> I was like, I went from, hey, this uh, Pirates of the Caribbean sounds stupid. It's kind of like he's kind of doing a Keith Richards impression. It's kind of weird. You got to, and then like by the second one, I'm just like, how long is this thing? Get me out of here! Like I want nothing to do with this. Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah, 36. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah, Matt? throw him in there. But uh. It, you watch those movies like they just give you a headache as you i remember i kind of liked the first one and then this that's like they just started punishing you yeah but you look back now with 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 retrospect and it's hey they actually built those ships you know like that was a practical set that's cool that's they didn't, literally don't do that anymore no to build a giant boat um adam resnick friend of the show and uh, he he directed the movie cabin boy and he, oh, classic. They Funny built, classic. they built a ship. They didn't build the whole ship. They had, they had a tank, and he said they never changed the water. He said it was the most disgusting thing he's ever been involved with in his life. He said you got crew guys wading through this water that's been in there for six weeks. He said it was uh, just like well, petri dish. Ugh. Matt and I, uh, you and I, Matt, were on the the real boat that they filmed Master and Commander on. The yes, HMS the Surprise, surprise. Yes. is in uh, in San Diego at their Naval Museum. Now that boat, yeah, Master and Commander is one of these things that eludes me. Somehow, that's like the ult- It's like I think there's a type of movie where it'd be like Master and Commander, Ford versus Ferrari, um. Like there's a certain type of like dad film, dad you don't like movie, dad movies. Yeah. yeah. Like, what would other, what's another dad movie that would Shawshank Redemption? Shawshank Redemption. Braveheart. 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 Huge dad movie. Lonesome Dove. Lonesome Dove. Yeah. Well, the whole Saving Private Ryan. Save the whole Yellowstone. Is that what it's called? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. The Yellowstone extended universe. Yes. Yeah. Yellowstone 1923. Yellowstone 1888. And uh, coming soon, Yellowstone 1983. I'm pitching Yellowstone 2525. <laughs> 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 takes place. We jump 600 years into the future. Um. So, um. Captain, did we put we put Captain Jack and somebody saying reminding Oscar nominated for that also Oy. that um, there was a moment when they opened that envelope it very well could have said Johnny Depp Johnny Depp 
Uh, I see one on chat that's re really good. Lois from Goodfellas. Oh, please. That's my, that is, I mean, in my notebook, the I have written down Lois. Yes. <laughs> number two. Oh, my God. Lois is number two with the hat. Where's my hat? I can't Where's do it without my hat. My, hat. my life. My lucky hat. We got We got to go back and get my hat. My lucky hat. Number two, Lois from Goodfellas. Um, I I got one like uh, he was brought up in in the first hour, but I, I think it's time to start hating again. Uh, you know, like this is like beloved by some people, but I find I, I find this performance and this character to be one of the most grating things ever. I think created. I know what you're gonna say yes. Chevy Chase and Cadillac. Oh uh, no, in a Caddyshack and or Fletch or any of it. Hi, you're saying Chevy Chase and Caddyshack. That's that's John Candy. What the hell? No, uh, Chevy Chase often sucks. Uh, Fletch would be a good pick. Any he always plays the same character. It's always awful. Yeah. What would be a good? So, what do you think embodies the the Chevy Chase experience? Is it him as Clark Griswold in Vacation? Is it? I think Fletch. Because Fletch is him being at his peak arrogance, where yeah, yeah. just smug. Everything is hilarious when he goes, I'm Dr. Neffen Florper, and everybody goes, uh, oh, come right this way, doctor. And like, yeah, wouldn't you just immediately know he was like lying to you? Like if he <laughs> yeah. was if, like, if somebody that looked like Chevy Chase came up to you and started going, yes, hi, I'm doctor, uh, you know, you'd be like, no, you're not. You're not a doctor. You just pick up on He's a vibe. Full malarkey. He's full malarkey. And Lois. Bird was the character's oh, full name. Lois Bird. Number two. My lucky hat. My lucky hat. Let's uh let's take a call here. Let's take a call. We're going to the phones. Hello, Best Show. Hello. How's it going? Good, good. You're here with Tom and Matt and Will, and we got everybody here. The the other horsemen are around. Everybody's here. What do you got? What's your name? My name is Mike. I'm one of the Mikes from Minneapolis, otherwise known as the Mushroom Mike from earlier calls. That's right. You're the guy. You're Mushroom Mike. Yeah. How are you, how are you Mushroom Mike? Now, this guy, I've never laughed. Oh, Lord. I've never laughed in my life the way this guy will laugh <laughs> 12 times on this call. I have not laughed in my entirety of being on this planet. <laughs> You've already laughed more uh, now than I've laughed well, in ten years, right there, Mushroom Mike. Well, all right, all right. You're, uh, I still attest to your high using individual, but I detest, um, uh, I have two for the list. What do you First got? and foremost, uh, Doubt Fire, Mrs. Of Doubtfire. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> does suck. All, all, yeah. she's, the, she's supposed to be the, the, the great uh, thing of like, oh, that's so funny. It's like, she's rooting, she's setting out to root. People are trying to move on with their lives. Kids are <laughs> yes. moving on with lives. Everybody's moving on with yeah. lives. No, no, no. I'm going to show up and ruin everything. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to ruin your entire life for yeah. no reason whatsoever. Who do you, she this says. This guy. <laughs> is a bad husband, a bad father. Mm -hmm. His his wife is finally gonna move on with life, like you're saying, Mike. Finally piecing her life together, and then this yep. lunatic, lunatic, infiltrates her life. 
You're right. You're right. <laughs> I this is a bullseye. I I totally co-signed Mrs. Doubtfire. Also, also, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire herself not funny. No, <laughs> terrible. And keep in mind, Sally Field was going to move on. To Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Talk about about an upgrade from Robin Williams mugging all the time to fucking James Bond. Yeah, talk about exactly. Suddenly you've, hey, I'm actually uh, dating Pierce Brosnan now. Um, Like primo era Pierce Brosnan as opposed to, oh, I'm going this way. I'm going that Oh, Captain, Captain, I can't. I can't make it work. Captain. One, two, three, four. One, two. Like, you're stuck. See, listen to this guy's laughing. Again, Mike. I know, I know. It's funny. You're a highly amusing individual. I'm sorry, but it's true. Mike, I'll okay, take number it every two. Time. Well, let me put it on the show. Number Where two. We... Hold on, Mike. Up, up, up. Hold on. Oh. Number 15, Mrs. Doubtfire. Ooh, thank you so much. And also, high, high up. Okay, number is, two. Hold on, Mike, ready? Mike, Mike. I'm not Francis. ready. Mike, Mike. Oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm stopping. Slow your rope, my friend. Who's, you think about it, in the, in the pantheon of Robin Williams characters, you have one hour photo, creepy dude. You have insomnia. Oh yeah. Mrs. Delphire might be his creepiest character of all of them. Patch Adams. Patch Adams. Mm-hmm. I well, Patch Adams is I don't know. You you're really pushing for Patch Adams. I think Jason. he's evil. You th- why is he evil, Jason? <laughs> he, 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 he does the nose a little too much for me. There's something there. There that's uh I think there's. I think if we had Patch Adams too, it would have been a serial killer situation. So you think Patch Adams, like if we just hung out with him a little longer, we would have learned too much. We would have found like a bag of lime in his trunk. <laughs> like, like. Um, I and the other okay, thing. With wait, Ms, wait, wait. The other thing with Mrs. Doubtfire, he smashes his face in that cake. What? Is that really? Mm-hmm. How, who bought? Who bought that for a second? That's fit. Oh, I got my face cream on. Well, that's icing. I will say that I always thought it was delicious. Like, you, it made me want cake. It did look good. You yeah. can't tell the difference between Noxzema and vanilla frosting? Who yeah. puts two-inch thick loose frosting on a cake? <laughs> that's Mike, it's a good point. What's the other one you got for us, Mike? What do you got? All right, but this is so so good it's bad. I'm so bad it's good. So good it's bad. Francis Buxton. Oh, that's a. You, I'll get you, Pee Wee Herman. But he's not the worst. He's like uh, it, 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 his character is good for like the movie. You know, like he's supposed to be yeah. like a, a spoiled asshole. Like, yeah. uh, so I mean, I mean like it, it, yeah. he's supposed to be annoying. I mean, look, if I was going to put anybody from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and I don't know if I will, I would probably put uh, Francis's dad, who goes, uh, no, no, Pee-wee, uh, you need to, uh, <laughs> when he goes, he goes he gum which line. gum do you want? Uh, 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 fruit, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, when he apologizes is the best, when he's like, I'm sorry. Um... I don't know about that, Mike. I think you did. You killed it with Mrs. Doubtfire. Batting five hundred right. gets you into the Hall of Fame if this was baseball. Um, but All right, sir. It's not. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call, buddy. Um, <clears throat> let's see. 
Well, I, got, I was going to say, just to, just to follow up on Mike here, you know, I think it's time to get political with my Robin Williams choice for worst sure. character of all okay. time. All right. Worst Robin Williams character, the one that supported the American Imperial death machine in Vietnam with his rock and roll music and wacky antics. That's right. I'm talking about Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. So you're thinking the one that provided opiate to the masses to keep them from noticing they were in a, a, a criminal endeavor. Yes. He was He's just a like, war criminal. Keep listening Robin Williams to Williams in Good Morning America is uh, a war criminal. I'm going to keep playing Credence and hope you don't notice <laughs> that you're on the wrong side of this one, guys. Um, <laughs> no, that's or what about the character? Remember that movie where he basically played like John Stewart, who like became oh president? my god, oh, man of the president. year, man of the year, man of the year. Ah. When he was like, uh, and then it like turned out it's like, oh, the votes. It was like it was literally everything Donald Trump thinks happened in america happened in that movie where like the voting machine was broken and he accidentally won somehow yeah they had a a faulty voting machine and it went haywire and then they had to cover it up somebody's got to show that movie to trump he'll be just like and like in the movie man of the year i in the great robin williams great man very you know like he'll start quoting man of the year Look, I'm not putting Bicentennial Man anywhere on this list. We all love Bicentennial <laughs> Man. My, the next one, I'll, let's take a call and then I'll pitch another uh, one. Let's see. Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, good. Who's this? This is Chalky in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Chalky in Los Angeles. One of my favorite people. This guy, Chalky. Oh, thank you. I'm just going to tell you. He's an insanely talented musician. He's the funk master, right? Funk wizard. Okay. The funk wizard. He also does a tour of Hollywood Forever Cemetery. A he took. I've done it twice. He goes. He shows you the whole thing. He knows literally where all the bodies are buried, and he shows you. Oh, here's Ema Sumax. Her her grave. Here's. It's unbelievable. If you ever are in Los Angeles and you want to see something that you've, and if you even live in Los Angeles, you will have a great time. Reach out, find Chalky on Twitter and hit him up. Chalky, I would love to Thanks, do the Tom. Forever I, tour next time I'm in LA. It's so I, uh, cool. I go there to make a, oh my God. To give a pilgrimage to Tony Scott's resting place every time <sighs> I'm in LA. So I'd like to get the full tour next time I'm there. Chalky. On the house for you. I, I would love to take you. Chalky will do it right. You got something for the list, Chucky? Yeah, I have a couple to pitch you. Um, I, this is a hard topic because, like, you don't want to just pick like bad guys that exactly that ruin. You want to, and like, it's hard. It's hard. So first, I want to just pitch you a uh, Mr. Pink because he made people think it's cool to like not tip. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> that's a good Chucky. Number forty-one, Mr. Pink, just for the tipping, the anti-tipping <laughs> attitude. And I yeah. want to say this again. Wait a second. He was being an ally for the neurodivergent. Okay, <laughs> I, I stand with Mr. Pink. I'm. I gotta still even whatever his issue was. He was actively hardcore against tipping, and took a true principled stand from his perspective on why tipping. He didn't need to tip, and his whole thing was basically like, "Too bad, so sad." If you if you don't, if you work a, a service job, no, that's not how it flies. You're in society. 
Nobody ever went broke tipping. I, I've seen, I said it again, I'll say it I said it before, I'll say it again. Nobody ever went broke from tipping. You're out of place, you tip. You just tip. You tip what you Mr. Pink was from Europe. Right. He didn't understand, he didn't understand the folk didn't, yes, American he didn't. service worker called He didn't understand, yes, he was, he didn't get how it worked. No, he was, that was his true evil, was not being a member of these hoodlums the reservoir dogs gang um it was being a cheapskate short arms and deep pockets i call it great one but he's like a good it's, thank you it's a good performance but it's like bad religion like they're good but all the bands they spawn suck it's kind of that kind of thing you know what yes. i mean what is the worst movie this we could do is a whole other topic a good movie that inspired bad like what good art that inspired bad art is a topic we should definitely do. The graduate, yeah. a clockwork orange, like all the things that have just like, they, they've, they, the spawn of all these things ruin everything. Uh, day for night, for example, has created so many bad things have been birthed from that movie. A lot of cutesy pie uh, people dressed in headbands and riding old timey bikes all over the place. Not naming <laughs> names, but that's uh, the other Anderson. Um, so who else you got, Chucky? Okay, so I'll, I'll burn through these real quick. Um, I want to say Scott Pilgrim. His band sucks. He's whiny. Yeah, He's Scott Pilgrim. Bullseye. Uh, yeah. Bullseye. Scott Pilgrim. Direct hit. Direct Num hit. Number. Thank you. I think we might have to make Scott Pilgrim. How many enemies did he have? Six? <laughs> did he have six? Seven. Seven? seven. He's number seven, seven on the list. Boyfriend. Just let them live. Seven ex-boyfriends. Yeah. He's number seven on the list. Scott Pilgrim. Thank truly annoying. Healthy. Truly whiny. Love Michael Sarah to death. That character drives you I nuts. I love Michael Sarah so much. That movie blows and that character blows. So. I said it. That's great, Chucky. You said it. <laughs> Uh, and um, let, let me let me just pitch you at one Star Wars. I wanted to say Alan Covert, Grandma's Boy, but we can move past that one. Um, Salacious <laughs> Crumb is my uh, pick for the Star Wars because he's a Muppet. He doesn't belong in Star Wars, and that's it. Yoda's a Muppet. Yoda's. No, he's not. Yoda's not he's a not. Muppet. Frank Ott. Well, he does. He look like the rest of the Muppets. Salacious Crumb looks like a Grover or something. Salacious Crumb <laughs> looks like one of those like third tier bird characters on the Muppets. And I also want to say on double over on double threat, the other podcast I do, we sell it. We, I got turned on to this guy, Gonger who's on Sesame street. My, it is life changing. This character Gonger. Do you guys know about Gonger? No, I'm not. Is this, is this a new Sesame street? It's a relatively new character. He's teamed up with cookie monster. They both drive a food truck all over the place. I'm telling you, <laughs> Go watch, go type in Cookie Monster Food Truck and you watch Gonger. You're, you're, you will, it will change your life. Um, yeah. So, what, where we, Salacious, I might not put Salacious Crumb on the list, Jockey. I get the hey, spirit of two it. Two out of three ain't bad, right? Two out of three. Meatloaf said it best. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. Can I plug something real quick, Tom? I'm so sorry if that's okay. Oh, wait. You're not plugging a show tomorrow at Zebulon, are you? 
I, w- I was going to. It's free. Uh, come on down. It's going to be a great show, everybody. And what is the show? Tell everybody what you're doing <laughs> at Zebulon in Los Angeles. I'm opening up. Uh, Lena's playing. She's amazing. She's playing. She w- plays violin and fuzz and fields. And um, Cole from Kamikaze Palm Tree is going to be in that band, so it's great. Third grand, and then yeah. uh, Foxtails Brigade is headlining. That's Laura Weinbach's band. She's amazing. And then I'm opening. And it's free. So everyone, come on down. Zebulon, do it. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Thanks, uh, right. guys. Nice. I love, I love Chapo. Talk to you later. Okay, bye, Chucky. Cheers. Thank you. Chucky's one of the best. I want to put on the list. There's a movie called Dazed and Confused, and it has all sorts of characters <laughs> in it. I know, where, I know where this is oh, going. No, I think I found. Well, Will, tell me what character you think I'm going to name. Is it Wiley Wiggins' character? It is not. You're very close. It is his dumb friend who cock blocks his other buddy who's at the dance and is like, he's like, come on, let's get out of here. And then the kid's like, I'm making out. I'm having a good time. Come on, let's go. That twerpy kid. Yeah, and then they just like go and walk in a parking lot and And get bottles thrown at him. No, but he takes the (laughs) beer bottle, throws it in the air. They, the beer is like is like uh, uh, like uh, the nectar from the found of youth for these fourteen year olds walking around. <laughs> this kid tosses a beer bottle up in the air, it shatters in the street, and they run. And he's the only one that doesn't get paddled. He dumps a paint on O'Bannon's head, and he's laughing. He escapes punishment in the movie. Messes with his friend actually getting somewhere with a, a, a young lady. Smashes a beer bottle. Whatever that kid's name is. Can somebody find that kid's name? He's a blonde kid. The blonde kid was in the trio. There was Wiley Wiggins. There was the Husky kid. And then there was the the blonde kid. That's the kid I want on the list. I might put him number one. I'm going to have to be convinced not to put him number one. on the. No, I won't put him number one. I mean, I I I I I want to protect Wiley Wiggins because I like mm-hmm. him and I love Dazed and Confused. Yeah. But when you watch that movie, like his character just does this the entire movie. Um, he's always like, like he's got uh, one move, like that. He's always like, um, uh, I don't know. I just. Although I will say, when when he goes into the liquor store, and says like, yeah, I'm just working for some pocket change, um and gets the beer that's literally what i did in high school would be i would not shave for a week wear a flannel shirt i would go to the liquor store at six o'clock when all the other like workers were swinging by the liquor store to grab something a weeknight six o'clock grow the facial hair and just go like oh yeah hey what's up guys (laughs) acting like (laughs) i just came from a hard day of work and i was my success rate one hundred percent. Tom, are you talking about Carl? I think his name might be Carl. Uh, I, I just got a picture here. He's the kid to the right. I was sent. Let me see. Yeah, that's Carl. That's Carl. Because Carl's mom is the one that pulls the shotgun on Obanion. Yes, Carl's mom pulls the shotgun on Ben Affleck. And man, Ben Affleck. I read this oral history of Dazed and Confused, and it's so fascinating because Ben Affleck, people were just like, when they dumped a paint on that guy's head and everybody started cheering, 
they were cheering because they dumped the paint on Ben Affleck's head because he was uh, he was not fun to be around on the set because uh, he was he, I think he was being a little intense all the time. He thought he was that character. And the other bully from that movie is on Yellowstone, I think. All right, Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. Yes. Hey, Tom. Yes, Pat. I think I have one for the top five. What do you got, Pat? Steve Dave Clerks. Fucking Steve Dave Clerks. This that guy's very annoying. I might put from James Silent Bob Strike Back, Man in Comic Book Store. <laughs> I, I go for. By, I think so too. Tom. Played by AP Mike. Best show's own AP Mike. Number one. What were you, Mike? I thought I was pretty good in that. What were you, man in comic book store? Uh, I don't think I'm in the credits. You're not in the credits. <laughs> okay. What was it like on the set of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Mike? Well, I've, I've only been on two movie sets. Uh, I, I, that was the first one. And then uh, a friend of the show thought I'd like to be part of Amongst the Tombstones. With Liam where I got to stand in a, a cold warehouse for all night long and then wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. So I, I do like that movie, though. A Walk Among the Tombstones <laughs> with Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, it would have been nice to be it. in a scene with Liam Neeson, but uh, all right. I was be? in so, some sort okay. of uh, snuff video store scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I don't even think my hand is in it. I thought maybe I, my hand made it into the, the scene, but uh, no, you can't okay. see me. Number but, 50 so, is man in comic book store. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I had a much better experience on that mm-hmm. film. And, yeah. and the catering was very good. The catering on Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back was good. Very good. Well, there was a lot of I, hot dogs. What they have? No, lots of salads and things. Salads, and, yeah, chicken was... fingers and whatnot. <laughs> no, not what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Cliff bars. <laughs> I think I'm still burning through cliff bars that I grabbed from when I the set of Monk uh 48 years ago when I worked on it. Made a habit. Cliff bars just stuck to my hand. It's funny how that worked. And then I'd take them and I'd just be like, I don't like cliff bars. Why am I doing this? Um Carl from Days and Confused number. First page. Carl's going, Carl's going on. Yeah, man in comic book store. There we go. Uh, Number 50. Sorry, Mike. That's okay. It's a part of the tradition. Jason made the most boring list last time. (laughs) Now you make the worst characters of all time. Mike is an accomplishment. The 50. I I looked interested in comic books. I mean, that was a stretch for me. Do you really? That actually. You should have probably been nominated for Best Supporting Actor, <laughs> pretending you were interested. In, I've never seen anybody less interested in comic books than Mike. Number, Carl from Days and Confused, number six. Is six open? Yeah, six, six. is open. He goes to number six. And uh, Steve Dave. One. Pat, you're saying Steve Dave? Oh, Steve Dave, yeah. he's He's always yelling at the boys. 
And he's got a sidekick who says, "Tell him, Steve. Tell Dave. him, Steve, Dave." It's either yeah. him or the or the or the sidekick. Yeah. Which side? That's a package. I think they could make the list. Yeah, definitely. Mike, how, where are you at on this Steve Dave uh, dilemma? I mean, we could just do a whole row of clerks characters on this. <laughs> U.S. Yeah, no, row. I thought your I was pick, gonna yeah. play hockey today. I was gonna <laughs> play hockey. Because whine about it's, like I grew up in New Jersey. I never saw anybody one time in my life play street hockey. <laughs> it's well, not, they're playing it on the roof of the convenience they're store. They're playing That's on the roof, but they make it seem like it's some cultural part of New Jersey. <laughs> Zero times did I ever see anyone play street hockey. I played street hockey, Tom. Well, I never saw it. Okay, I never went to Bayonne. <laughs> apparently, apparently no, this in, was in Howell. Apparently, in Howell and and Leonardo and Red Bank. <laughs> it's a Central Jersey thing. These shore people all played street hockey. Apparently. <laughs> Where you, where the boardwalk was uh, not uh, happening for you. <laughs> Let's play some street hockey, then we'll head over and get some uh, soft ice cream and and uh, and funnel cake. All right, who's who's got something for this? Who's the got? chat I got one. Oh, 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 the chat. Has the one. chat does have one. Uh, okay. I just want to throw in real quick. Alice from Die Hard. See, no, Wait, I I, I, I love Alice. I don't know. He not only is he fun, he gets his comeuppance. I, I was just going to say the diehard character is <laughs> Jeff, Deputy Chief Dwayne Robinson. <laughs> that is the worst character at diehard. This is the annoying uh, higher up in the LAPD who's always yelling at uh, uh, John, telling him to be less awesome. Hmm. Diehard. I don't know diehard well enough to know these other characters. I, I just like I, I I like Elvis. I think he's cool and he has like a great death scene. And it's just it's so yeah, satisfying. Absolutely. Like uh, whereas this LAPD asshole is just like, damn it, John, you got to stop <laughs> killing all these terrorists and saving people. Yeah. We're going to bust your ass when you get out here. Oh, you just covered everybody with glass after saving the entire LAPD SWAT team from getting blown up. <laughs> but what about uh, William Atherton's character from Die Hard, the reporter? Oh, Richard, man. Yeah, Richard Thornburg. Richard, yeah. Richard Thornburg. Also a huge douche. William Atherton in anything. Yeah, you really had that uh, niche nailed. <laughs> we should just put William Atherton all roles. <laughs> like, I agree. Number twenty, William Atherton. You uh, can have ver- ver- twenty way. is old Rose uh, no, okay. from Titanic. So we'll do uh, number 19. number nineteen. Willis Reed's number nineteen. Congratulations, congratulations, Willis Reed. You've been honored yet again. Um. I got a I got two characters, one one of which I know Matt will agree with me on. Uh-huh. And the other, I think he may he may vociferously uh, disagree and nominate her for one of the greatest film characters of all time. But I'm nominating these two just in terms of how uh, gratingly unpleasant or just what of sort of an experience beholding their character and performance really is. And the first one that I Matt, I know you're going to be on the same page as me, is the character of Rocco from a little film called Boondock Saints. Happy Patty's Day. Uh, But if you want to talk about a character that like it is draining to watch this performance and like there's a lot of him on screen in that movie, uh, I would put Rocco from the Boondock Saints as one of the worst characters of all time. And now the one, the Matt, uh, Matt, the one that I I think you may disagree with me, but it is certainly one of the most surreal uh, movie characters of all time, uh, not exactly pleasant to watch, is, of course, Dan Aykroyd in um, Nothing But Trouble. Oh, yeah. 
Judge Vulcanheiser. Judge Vulcanheiser. Uh, no, he is That's... the straw that stirs the drink in that movie. <laughs> he is the reason to see it. That goes against yeah. the entire premise. I, I agree. Of this I agree. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I think that one's a little too split, but we. But who was? Who did you say before that? Will was uh, uh, Rocco from the Boondock Saints. Matt, how would you describe uh, this character? He's. Uh, He's sort of a hoodlum friend of two Irish brothers who decide to go on a killing spree and he helps them. He's just sort of yeah. like, you want to talk about like bad art inspired by good art. This is like the, the free base version of like Tarantino dialogue written by like one of the worst mass holes on the planet. Where should we put him? Pick a number. What, well, let's what, go, uh, what range? Is, do you uh, think bad, bad luck. 13. Is that open? 13 is open for rock. Yeah, it's open. Okay. Somebody's saying, I'm looking at the chat real quick, John Leguizamo in the pest. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, Sofia Coppola, Godfather 3, that's a classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who's like a real, why am I, I'm trying to picture who's a whiny character. I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm trying to think of like a whiny character, and I'm missing it. I'm, I can't. Uh, Kate Capshaw, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. God, she was annoying in that movie. Number 24, Kate Capshaw from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. What's her name again? Something Shaw. Annoying. Oh, and uh, here's one. I thought, I I thought wanna... it was weird. Uh, as long as we we're talking about Temple of Doom, I thought it was weird that like now that um, Kei Kwan has won uh, Best Supporting Actor for Everything Everywhere All at Once, I saw yes. all these people like demanding that like instead of rebooting Indiana Jones, they just make short round like a, like a, do do a bunch of short round movies to like mm -hmm. pay tribute to this like former child actor and it was just like I don't I don't know if uh, saddling him with this uh, deeply racist stereotype that he had yeah. to do as a child actor is uh, really the best way to pay him off for all the times Hollywood ignored his call. Let's let him. Let's let that be a part of the past for. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to put on the list, and I know this might upset some people. Yogurt from Spaceballs. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Throwing heat. <laughs> I mean, he something needs to embody that for, for the idea of because look, this guy makes <laughs> young Frankenstein. He's got such love for those horror movies and the universal. He made a movie as good as Frankenstein when he made that. He goes to make Spaceballs. He has to be like, I hate, I don't like Star Wars. This is a gig. But then he's got to make and put himself in it. I'm put, I'm putting, look, I'm putting somebody saying the virgin surgeon from kids. I'm not putting Telly the virgin surgeon. That's <laughs> disgusting. I don't even want to think about that character. Um, yeah, that's just a reprehensible character. Yes. Not necessarily, yeah. Let's put uh, let's put him as uh, a yogurt at forty four on the list. <laughs> um, an annoying character, Steve Martin's character in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is oh, Neil. What a dickhead! He sucks the whole time. Awful. Okay, well, I mean, I, I saw the chat was burning up with this one, but as long as you're talking about characters that are, like, supposed to be beloved and the hero of the movie but are actually deeply evil, reprehensible people, Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Oh, no, off. Ferris Bueller's going in at number one. Ferris Bueller, okay, all right, number good. one, Ferris Bueller. This I like. Somebody in the chat, 
Robbie Robertson in the last waltz. That <laughs> that that makes the list. That Robbie Robertson goes in it at forty uh, <laughs> This uh, I want to let's see where are we at here. We have a half hour to go, a little more than a half hour. I want to take a quick break. We'll play a song, and then. Uh, We'll pick it up. We'll go down the exciting, dramatic conclusion of this list. Uh, I'm going to play a song. We'll be back with, with Matt and Will in a matter of moments, and we'll close it out. Let's hear something from, ooh, I'm going to play something from, no, I'm not going to play them. Not doing that. This is when you know it's a live show. Um. Red Crayola? No, I'm not going to play that. So we'll, we'll, we'll go to sleep if I play that. What do you, what do you, either you want to hear? Name somebody, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Cake. You want to hear Cake? Yes. My favorite band. All right. Let's play Cake. Here is something from Cake. Be right back. It's not Cake. Sorry. Michael Cronin. Sorry, I thought I was going to play Cake for Matt, but I accidentally hit the Michael Cronin button on my uh, player. I'll get it. It's happened to all of us. It could happen. It happens to the best of us. I just said, Jason Dudiogor said, we are 29 away. He said, you'll never get it done in time. Yeah, I I don't think you're going to do it, Tom. Okay. Well, watch this. I wish we could. Watch this. Hello, best show. Hello, Best Show. Hi there. Hi. Who's this? This is Colette from Athens. Colette from Athens. How are you tonight, Colette? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Like lightning itself. What do you got for the topic? All right. I got a couple for you. Um, The first is uh, Irving Zisman from the Jackass franchise. Guys, prick. When he plays the old man. The old man, yeah. Everyone's favorite part of those movies, for sure. Yeah, an old man. I don't love that old man character. Once again, the elderly really getting getting abused hard let's, on this. Let's put him at number let's list. yeah, let's put him at number sixteen, right between Mrs. Doubtfire and Grandpa Joe. Let's keep the streak going. <laughs> it's like a, it's like the hot the corner. Block. It's like yeah, it's like old the old block. Uh, old folks you're on notice. And I want, like, they know, they are on notice, old folks. Did we just put one on at 16? Yes. Who is it? Irving. Is it Irwin? Irving. Irving. Irving Zisman from Jackass. The the Johnny Knoxville uh, character. Um, Do you have anything else, Colette? Yeah, uh, Morbius. Wait, the, you mean the the character Morbius? Yeah, the character Morbius, the the vampire guy. 
Morpheus or Morbius? No, Morbius, the Jared Morbius. Leto, oh, the, 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 the living vampire, Matt. He's simply a living vampire. I was honestly, I was starting to think, actually, yeah. you know, you could probably talk me into Morpheus from The Matrix, too. He kind of stinks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't see Morbius. My mom wouldn't let me. Uh, it seemed pretty scary, and she does. She doesn't want me being up all night. Um, is it? Is he truly? Is this a really bad character? He's not very good. It's yeah, it's pretty bad. Like wh- maybe maybe in like the forties, but what about this then? Let's can I see what's available in the forties, please? Just a moment, please. We're going to do a back-to-back on this one. As John Sterling, the Yankees announcer, would say, a back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. Number 42, Morbius from Morbius. Number 43. Uh, 42 is Robbie Robertson from The Last Waltz. Robbie Robertson. Okay. (laughs) Then here we go. Number 46, Morbius. Okay. Number 47, The Joker. From all of them, Suicide yeah. Squad. It's, it's got, it's that was be on there. my list. That was on my list. I want back to back Leto. Joker, honestly, on here. Get what, them all on there. What's another Leto? What's another Leto one? If we did a trifecta, a Leto trifecta. Uh, House for, of Gucci. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Oh, I yeah. did like that character actually. Okay, how about how about Jared Leto playing Mark David Chapman in uh, what is it? Chapter uh, Ooh, Chapter, chapter Twenty Seven. The high yeah. speaking voice. Also, yeah. honestly, the one he won the Oscar for stinks. Oh yeah. man! That, oh god, that's, that's a terrible movie. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, and his character stands as a transsexual. Put Dallas Buyers Club on this list. Colette oh, is trans. Movie. Colette, we're following your lead. What? Say it again. Thank you. Do you want the character uh, number Dallas, forty-five? Like, uh, yeah, forty-five. There we go. Number forty-five. Whatever Jared Leto's character from. People are, people are dying, man. <laughs> people 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 are dying man and you're just you're just out here people are dying man man that was uh i can't curse on here but i, I no, that's his other that's, famous line from that movie okay. so so the i will say the run in the mid 40s is pretty impressive yogurt <laughs> the character from dallas buyers club it's called Mor- rayon morbius and joker rayon, yes yeah, we got a pretty. It's a hot streak there. Uh, nobody said needles from Back to the Future two and three. Uh, Flea's character for no very reason. Very good one. That is a good one. Awful. Need yeah, he sucks. Where's his boss? Uh, right where he's like, my, yeah, he's the him. one that fires him. He over. ends up being his boss, but my biggest problem with him is that he shows up in the second movie, and everyone's like, you know, needles. Everyone knows needles, right? And and we're like, no, we. I, he I wasn't did, in the Pat, first movie. Yeah, it is <laughs> weird how he just shows up. Is. Yeah, Matt he shows up and everyone's expected to know who he is. Matt and Will, Jason, the producer on the show, when he was a child, he how many times do you think he saw the first Batman, the <laughs> the the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movie in theaters during its original run? Throw out a number. Eight. Uh, Eight. Ten. Doesn't, doesn't. Add both of those together, double it, and you're still coming up short. <laughs> wow. 38 times. 38 times. Holy mackerel. So that when you said the uh, any Joker, I was like, eh, not any Joker. No. The He's Nicholson the one Joker I would exempt for king. sure. He's the king. He's the Nicholson only one Joker who nailed it. The king. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Every Joker iteration is farther from God's light. 
<laughs> they, they nailed it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. So we I got. got a, I got yeah. a nomination, and then like we'll add it yeah. on to it. But like, just a character that's always annoyed me in the movie. Like ever since I was a kid, when I first saw it, it's the character of Muldoon from Jurassic Park, and I'll tell you why. Because he totes around that cool that cool shotgun and doesn't even get off a single round against any of those dinosaurs. He goes out like a, a true chump. Which one is Muldoon but, again? I mean, like, Muldoon's he's sort of the Australian guy. He's the big game hunter that yeah. they get to be like the game warden of Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. And hey, I thought remember. he would just be I thought he would be a much cooler character. But I mean, he really uh, it was a real, real disappointment. But then, like, I guess, like, seriously, I'll go with Chris Pratt in all of the new Jurassic Park movies is okay. all right. abysmal. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> Very terrible. Very terrible. Number 43. Whatever Chris Pratt's character in Jurassic World. We'll start with Jurassic World. Um, the chat had a good one I wanted to throw your way, yeah, Tom. Yeah, it was... is uh, Stephen Dorff's character from Blade. Oh, yes. No, wait, what are you talking about? No, 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 no he's bad. awesome. No, I agree completely. Everyone <laughs> loves Blade now because it's R-rated. And it was the first Marvel movie and all that bullshit. But the problem with that movie is that he sucks as a villain. He stinks. He's lame. No, I disagree, I like Matt. Him. He's I trying like to. He's, he's bringing us the blood god. He's bringing us. I got the blood god. I'm. I'm with Will on this one. <laughs> um. So we're not adding cool. Deacon Frost. We're not adding Deacon Frost right. to the list now. All right. Fine. Um. All right, Colette. Any others, Colette? Uh, yeah, I got one more. What do you got? Uh, and it might be a controversial one, but across the the span of the franchise, uh, I think Adolf Hitler is a pretty terrible movie character. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Uh, explain Adolf Hitler. What now? You mean just just in general, just Adolf for Hitler. Charlie Chaplin. So are you sure. using the Robert Robbie Robertson principle here to add mm-hmm. Adolf? Well, uh, yeah, he's bad in documentaries, too. But um, yeah. what triumph of the will it up a bit much Hitler. in the triumph of the will. Um, OK, I want to put speaking. You put documentaries in my head now and I want to put. Steve Wiebe from King of Kong, not the hot oh, sauce man. guy. Oh, Billy. wow. The guy who is so busy where his kid's like, Daddy, Daddy, I want to play. He's like, <laughs> Daddy's playing Donkey Kong in the garage right now. Yeah, no, because that's more disturbing because he seems like a normal person before yeah. he got into Donkey Kong. No, he's whereas to, yeah. uh, Bill, the other guy uh, is, is Billy Mitchell. Complete, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, Billy Mitchell is a complete freak already. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. You can imagine how he dedicated his entire life to yeah. getting the Donkey Kong high <laughs> Num- score. Number whereas, twenty-seven. Yeah, this guy's got a kid. Steve Wiebe, number twenty-seven from King of Kong. Um, and then what were what was the one before this we were just talking Adolf about? Hitler. Adolf Hitler. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Colette, I'm not a fan of Adolf Hitler either. I just, it's more of an open-ended human than. Uh, it's also hard to have a list that has Ferris Bueller at number one, and then you put Adolf Hitler at number <laughs> yeah, three. It compromises the, yeah, it makes us look like we're doing it wrong. So. Uh, well, I don't want to break the list. I'm course. sorry. Thank you, Clay. You got two out of three. The six, 60, 666 gets you in the Hall of Fame as a batting average. We'll talk to you later. Bye, bye. Uh, how about Baby Driver? Get him oh, out of here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. put Baby Driver on the thing. Let's put Baby Driver right next to, uh, we'll do an, we'll call it the, uh, can we go to the first page, please? Uh, right next to Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Baby driver, we call that corner Edgar wrong. 
<laughs> Back to the phones. Here we go. Hello. Welcome to the best show. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. This is Nicole. Nicole, what's going on tonight? Do you have something for the topic? Yes, I do. I have uh, three with me here. Let's hear um, I love this movie and this uh, character, but I think Paul Dano's character in There Will Be Blood should be Ooh, on the list. Yeah. What a weasel. Which one? <laughs> Ooh. Look at Baby Driver. You smug. Ugh. You smug. Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Was there a movie that was more, when they got out of the car in that movie, suddenly, I never saw a movie grind to a halt. <laughs> when they got out of okay, the car. This, this, this is a movie that called Baby Driver that promises cool car chases. Yeah. And the climax of Baby Driver took place in a garage, a parking garage. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's, that reminds me of, hey, there's a cool movie. I'm going to tell you all about it. It's called Roadhouse. What? Oh, this sounds cool. It takes place at a roadhouse. Well, where, the, so where's the final battle take place? Oh, in a, a trophy room in a mansion. <laughs> like, it must take place at the roadhouse, of course. Nah, it's more in the trophy. Wait, house. wait, Tom. Tom, Tom. We, we got plenty of roadhouse fights in Roadhouse. I think Roadhouse yeah. very much delivered on the promise. But you of the tell titles. me you didn't want to see Ben Gazzara eat it at the roadhouse? <laughs> no, when the big, the big stuff bear falls on him. There's no scene better than when he's introduced and he's just weaving on the road, driving. Yeah, like it's the craziest choice I've ever seen. He just, I choose to drive the way I want to drive, and he's just weaving all over the place, making people accommodate his deranged driving. Um, or Nicole, what do you have for us? Uh, I got Matt Dillon in Crash, the racist cop. I never saw that Crash. He's he's pretty crummy, I can say. He okay. played the same character in There's Something About Mary. <laughs> hmm. You could... We should probably put Jason Alexander's character from Shallow Hal while I'm thinking of whatever that character's <laughs> name was. Up. Put him at number 30, please. Um, What do you think? I, I don't know this character from Crash. I, I throw it to the to Yeah, the room. he's pretty bad. You can throw him on there. I mean, everybody in that everybody in that movie is repellent. 35, Matt Damon, Matt Dillon in Crash. All right. Uh, what else you got, Nicole? Uh, this is kind of absurd. Year, but Nicholas Cage uh, played a character in Bangkok Dangerous that was just horribly, horribly written. I just did not like that movie at all. I didn't see it. I can't. I can't weigh in yeah, on. Yeah, I it. never saw that one. I think that one might be bubbling under, as they say. You have another one, Nicole. That's it. Thanks. That's it. You made the list. You did it. Congratulations. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. All right, back um, to the yes. Here's a big one that um, I don't think uh, maybe the chat has brought it up, but uh, I don't think anyone here has mentioned him yet. But uh, can we throw Forrest Gump onto this list? Forrest Gump, you know, like for his uh, his yeah yeah Forrest you know, his Gump. oafish observations and homespun wisdom on the American century. Uh, Th really annoying character. Thirty Forrest Gump, number thirty. Uh, thirty is Maruchio from Shallow How. Twenty nine Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. 
Maruchio. <laughs> Farrelly's were on point that day. <laughs> Hello, best show. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Oh, sorry. Uh, my name is Brett. Brett. I'm how in uh, Los Angeles. You're in Los Angeles. What do you got for us, Brett? Well, I've got one more for you than it is for me, and it's uh, Walter from the Muppets. Oh, yeah. Uh, first page, please. <laughs> five. Walter from the Muppets. <laughs> We're going in at five. Weirdest creation. They, the Muppets, they have 800 Muppets they could potentially use. And this guy decides, uh, uh, what's his face? Jason Siegel's like, no, I'm going to make a new Muppet, and I'm his brother. What? <laughs> That's weird. Does, that doesn't beg too many questions of what's going on over there. I, I just, I wasn't familiar with Walter, so I, I, I just looked up Walter the Muppet, and he just looks like a regular guy. He's, a, he's just a guy in a suit. Well, this was Awful. Not Get very, it out of here. Not very Muppet-like. No, this is Walter. He's going to number five. Great one, Brett. Anything else? Yeah, I had two more. Um, one was uh, Tom Brady and 80 for Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Number 23. <laughs> Tom Brady from 80 for Brady. Number 23. Shouldn't we probably put Jack Nicholson in uh, Bucket List? Is, he a bad, is that a bad character? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't remember. No. Is that it, Brett? How about how about, how about Morgan Freeman as uh, God my, my, from the Bruce Almighty movies? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, let's put where would where would we put uh what do you think? In the forties? Thirties? We have number forty open. Number forty. God. God. Thanks, Brett. Oh, can I do my least favorite one? Yeah, quick? of course, of course, yeah. Um, Bruce Willis's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction. Oh my God, Ooh. yes, that's a rough. <laughs> that's a Fabiana, that's a good Shoot her one. Out of a cannon. Oh man, talk about a movie grinding to a halt. Yeah, let's. I, I've yeah. never talked about that with anyone, but I'm glad. Okay, Bruce Willis's character, <laughs> uh, Bruce Willis's girlfriend's character, the one who's like, "Do you like my tummy?" Um. <laughs> I want a Let's put, put her at nine. Ugh. Yeah, it's a rough one. I, I might go. Let's go 18. That way we close that strip out right there. Okay. We're getting close. It's inside. Thank you, Brett. Great one. Thanks, Tom. Great show. Oh, thank you. All right. Back to the phones. Back to the phones. Here we go. Hello, best show. Hello, Tom. How's it going? Good, good. Who's this? This is Drennan in Atlanta. What do you got for us, Drennan? Yeah, I've, I've got a handful, and I, I you know, I, I, I know maybe you're running low on um, names, but I can go quick. Let's do it. Okay, so I, before it was like kind of a joke bit where people were doing documentary characters. I did have Lars Ulrich from Some Kind of Monster. Yes. I think the I think the therapist from that movie is a far, far more evil character. He there. was also Phil in uh, I'm never gonna say no to Lars. He was also in Get Him to the Greek. He was in Ooh, Get Him yes, to the Greek. Yes, he was he was uh the guy with um uh Russell Banks Russell what's his name? 
Russell Brand. Russell Banks. Russell Brand. Topless Russell Banks. Uh, yeah, he was Russell Brand's. Uh, he was with his girlfriend. Okay, here we go. Number 32, uh, Lars Ulrich from Some Kind of Monster. Number 33, <laughs> Lars Ulrich from Get Him to the Greek. <laughs> And then okay, Lars Ulrich um, from Hughes, that no, Metallica, number 34, Lars Ulrich from that Metallica 3D movie that I saw, and I don't know what I was doing there. I didn't what? even like Metallica. I went to the movies and saw that, though. What about Lars Ulrich from A Year and a Half in the Life of Metallica for number 31? Well, we got Mauricio, Jason. Oh, no, he's came. 30. Oh, he's 31. Oh, he's 31 now. Jason, oh, well, that's, uh, that sounds like So we got like, Lars uh, Ulrich, Lars that. Ulrich. Let's just do two Lars Ulrichs and then um, I almost want to put Bob Rock from some kind of monster was worse <laughs> since he was the one. He was like the producer who was kind of just like yeah. you could tell he wanted to be in Metallica so badly. 14. But then they didn't offer it to him. <laughs> Bob Rock, number 34. 34. We'll go that row right there. We'll close at the low 30s. Okay, watch this. Drennan. Yes, sir. What else you got? John Cusack, High Fidelity. Yeah, that's a bad character. Yeah, ugh. Rob. Rob. His dream was to be a manager on top of being a terrible boyfriend. Yeah, first page for Rob from High Fidelity. Number nine looks good. Number, Number nine. Three. Number nine. We're almost done with this list, I'm telling you. Yeah, we're doing it. All right, Drennan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Mike, Pat, anything? Can we, can we just throw in all of the hobbits from the Lord of the Rings movies? Oh, my God. I oh, I, I actually Christ. wrote down any character from Lord of the Rings, but especially <laughs> Gollum. Okay. See, oh, Gollum is so annoying. Gollum God sucks. Put him in there. Got to oh. put Gollum in there. I would, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gollum sucks. First page. That tree? Nobody hates that tree? <laughs> tree beard is pretty bad, too. That tree was... I remember... I saw the first one, and I thought it was terrible. And then everybody's like, oh, you guys see the second one. It's so much better than the first one. And for two hours, I'm watching a tree carry two hobbits all over the, <laughs> the Shire. And I'm just like, wait, this is better than that one? Um, That's the really... one everyone says is the best one. It's like, what? Yeah. Excuse me. Okay, well, There's look. some really grating voice work done in those movies. But, you know, I mean, like, I, I like Andy Circus, but man, that Gollum, that Gollum character is just like nails so, on a chalk. So, what do we want to do? You guys know Lord of the Rings better than I do. What would represent to get one pick to represent Lord of the Rings? What is it? I think from I mean, screen I, I, time alone, it's got to be Gollum. Okay, Gollum. Let's put Gollum at number 30. That's Marucio from Shallow Hell. 31 is <laughs> Mauricio. 31. Okay. 30, Gollum. Right, right between Forrest Gump and Mauricio. All right, Lars go. from the, uh, Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hated Lars from that movie, Mike. Not a good movie. Actually, now Lars I'm thinking... is not a good character. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe it should be his office mate who suggests he gets the doll. Because <laughs> he That's puts the so whole thing weird. in motion. That's the weirdest choice I've ever heard. <laughs> the guy who initiates the plot of Lars and the real doll. But <laughs> that, 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 that's top 10. Yeah. <laughs> Number if three. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have had to see that story at all. Number three. Yeah. 
Have Lars's covered. co-worker <laughs> from Lars and the Real. Three, Mike. You happy? Yeah, Number yeah, happy. three. We got to put a Ryan Reynolds character on here. He has to be represented. Oh, God. Deadpool? We could be <laughs> the Deadpool the clipping, is the awful. Clipping. I oh. hate Deadpool. Deadpool number 28. 28? Deadpool. Has anybody... Oh, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Okay, we got one more Ryan Reynolds character, Van Wilder. Like, his sort of, like, Animal House character. Like, the, right. the cool frat guy. Yes. The, you ever seen that movie Van oh, Wilder? Have I ever Oof. seen it? Do you know who that movie is based on? Oh. Bert Kreischer. What? Hurt Bert? It is based on Bert Hurt Bert, the machine Kreischer. That was the that was he was the party guy at school. Rolling Stone wrote an article about him, and then Ryan Reynolds optioned it. Will Smith wanted to, I think Will Smith might have optioned it. All right, Deadpool at 28. Let's go here. Besho, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Joe Dana from Los Angeles. Joe Dana, our friend. How are you, Joe? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What do you got for us? Well, I, while I was on hold, a lot of good ones came up. So okay. you have to, I'm going to apologize no. in advance if these no don't apologies. work out. But, uh, Forrest Gump was mentioned, but I was going to say Jenny from Forrest Gump because uh, you know she kind of just she just kind of just left him with a kid. <laughs> but you know the thing <laughs> is, nowhere. the movie punished her. She liked to she liked to uh, she, she she was somebody who was having sex, so naturally she had to die. She had to go. She uh, did the hippie counterculture. Yeah, and turned her back on. Oh yeah. Uh, on honest American values. Oh, and she the, got AIDS. The chat <laughs> is coming. She got AIDS for her. The chat's coming After through with one. slapped Maybe around by a white back. panther. That's right, yes. Number 38, Mr. Holland from Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> Standing in for a whole rogues gallery of incredibly awful R- Richard Dreyfus characters. Yes. <laughs> Um. Yeah, let's see. All right, we're looking good here. I think we're looking good. How many slots we have open? <laughs> Seven open, Tom. Seven. And I, just, I don't think you can do it, Joe. Okay, I I saw I saw this one in the chat earlier tonight. I'm gonna throw in Dustin Hoffman as Mr. Megorium from Mr. Megorium's uh, Wonder Emporium. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but I'm, I'm just on name alone. I'm throwing. It I, look, I'm tempted. I think we can do some legit bad. I always think of Mr. Megorium. That's the final movie that uh, Walter White watched over and over in that cabin. (laughs) (laughs) He was in that cabin alone after Robert Forster erased his uh, past. He was in that cabin alone watching Mr. Megorium. Um, Joe, you have any other? What else you got, Joe? Uh, Pat Oswald did a bit on it, and it led to uh, it led to the series. But Danny Larusso from Karate Kid, if you look at it in a different way, he kind of started the whole thing. Danny Larusso um, from Karate Kid, I, yeah, okay. Let's. I think. also I love the performance. I love the character. But if it wasn't for uh, Walter and the Big Lebowski, he wouldn't have to go through half the shit he goes through. Walter initiates 
Walter is so stupid. Walter would be on the, I think Walter might be on the dumbest characters of all time, which don't worry, we'll be doing that in probably two weeks on the show. <laughs> um, and I, I got I got one more, Tom, and then I'll get out what of you got, what you got, got here. Uh, so lo- loved the movie until my, my brother pointed out to me that it was like the performance was like watching someone do Snagglepuss if Snagglepuss was drunk, but Mickey Rourke as Henry Chinaski in Barfly. Okay, I simply must I simply must disagree with this. I love Mickey Ooh, Rourke in Barfly. Okay, all right. I love it too, but ever since someone made that observation, it took it completely away from me because now I just picture Snagglepuss going, having some Megatroids, it's got some <laughs> water. Drink some my friends. <laughs> One of the, uh, Joe, you know I love you. One of the judges just disagreed. We cannot go forward with Henry. From... Totally fine. I tried. Right. You tried. I was happy to get on. Of so. course. Thanks. Have a, have a great one, everybody. I'll talk to you later. I'll get back. Bye-bye. Tom, I have a, I've been asked yes. to add one. And it, somebody mentioned this earlier. Uh, someone said that every Natalie Portman performance should be on this list. I disagree, but there is one. And if we're, we've already kind of beaten Star Wars to death a little bit. Mm-hmm. Garden State. Natalie Portman's character in Garden State Sam. inspired an Put entire, an entire Natalie trope. Portman on there. number 30 when she goes, I got some music that is going to change your life. <laughs> and then she plays the shins. The shins. <laughs> is she number 39? Yeah, 39. Yeah. We close that row out with Natalie Portman's character from, yeah, that character. That's rough. Imagine just being like, oh, my God, I never heard anything like the shins. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. Um. Yeah, it's like what were, what were you listening to at that point? Uh, the, the five finger death punch, where your mind's gonna be so blown by the shins. Let's see. Let's go back to the phones. We're close. We're so close. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Hello, Best Show. Hey, hey, Tom. Hey, fellas. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Yes. Uh, who's this? Excellent. This is Travis calling in from Tennessee. Travis, what do you got for us? Got a few names for the list. Uh, This first one, it's a specific performance. Maybe you can figure out the whole character. But uh, Inspector Clouseau is played by Steve Martin. Mm. That's a rough one. Did we get Planes, Trains, and Automobiles Steve Martin on here? I don't think we did. We did not. So he should go at 30. Well, 30 is Gollum. That hasn't been updated. Gollum yet. is 30. Then let's go 48 with uh, Steve Martin's character from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Neil Page. Neil Page. Yes. Um, so, Inspector Clouseau. I never saw any of those Pink Panther movies he did. I'm assuming. Me either. They looked good. annoying. What else you got, Travis? That's all right. Uh, Jerry Lewis, any performance, <laughs> really. Jerry Lewis. You're making, uh, let me Specifically, think. the one I picked out was Gilbert Woolley in The Geisha Boy. Particularly bad, but uh, anyone will do. Man, but it's Jerry Lewis. It's meant to be like that, though. You know what I mean? That, I do. That's I a do. referendum on Jerry Lewis. That's a referendum on Jerry Lewis. I might have to disagree with you on that, Travis. Okay. 
Fair enough. And the only other one I had was the uh, baby from Three Men and a Baby. Well, now you just are hating children. Yeah, that's cruel. That's cruel. I, I don't like. I don't like the cut of your jib, uh, Travis. You're out of here. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Hello, Best Show. Hi, this is Casey from Chicago. Casey from Chicago. What do you got for us? I'm glad that the uh, floodgates on documentaries were open because I've been waiting for a while to say Timothy Treadwell from Grizzly Man. Oh, that guy. Um, <laughs> sure. Asking for one it. of the biggest dipshits, <laughs> incredibly up his own ass, um, doing uh, and getting what he deserves in the end uh, for all of the insane risk taking and uh, how much he believes that he's actually communicating with these bears who mostly just want to fucking eat him. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got another one too. But I love uh, that, that he was. That's my number one. His whole deal was, I'm here to save these bears, and the bears were not in danger at all. Yeah, they were protected by the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he ended up getting the bear who ate him killed. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He got that's a, a bear bad killed. Okay. All that effort led to one dead bear, and him and his dead wife. Put dead him in the forties. Put him in the forties. And Mike. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got. I, what else? What else you got? Real quick, try, Casey. Real quick, and then I want to ask Mike something. But you go first, Casey. Yeah, um, the unnamed character of uh, Fred Savage in The Princess Bride, who constantly interrupts the movie to be uh, a whiny dweeb. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Number twenty-two. That's all. Fred Savage in Princess Bride. I was going to say, Mike. I know you. Yeah. That you might disagree with this one. First, I was going to ask you, is there another Werner Herzog character that you think should make the list? Maybe the chicken from Strotzek, the tic-tac-toe playing chicken from Strotzek. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever, ever found an unlovable character in any of his movies. Sure. Okay. That's fine. Just want to get to get. How that. about uh, the driver from Drive? I was going to say, if we're talking about Ryan Gosling, what about his character from La La Land? The guy who invented jazz. The guy who explains jazz (laughs) to people of color and teaches them about Chet Baker. I have no problem with that one. Yeah, I would agree with that. We have 11, 12, and 14 open. Let's go 14. uh, I'm going to think about that one, actually. Um, All right. Let's see. We've got the top 10 closed out. We got one, two, three, four, five, six in the top 25. What do we have left? The only, uh, uh, according to the list uh, we uh, that I'm keeping right here, we have three open: eleven, twelve, and fourteen. Eleven, twelve, and fourteen. So thirteen is who? Rocco from the Boondock Saints. Rocco from Boondock Saints. So we have three to go. So let's make these three count. Casey, what else do you have? I have um, a, another old Hollywood one: um, Lena Lamont from Singing in the Rain. Who is the uh, the other woman besides Debbie Reynolds that the movie uh, sets up to be like the most annoying bitch in the world? Basically, that they can push aside. Um, that has like the obnoxious squeaky voice. Um, a lot of curse I think words. The movie in this call. is uh, sorry. My apologies. Um, but uh, yeah, I find I find that movie to be perfect, but otherwise uh, is extremely weirdly mean to that character. Okay. Well, then uh, um, I, I might have to respect that's, that's my third. That was okay. my third one. My top two were my main picks. All right, Casey. Thanks so much. We just got a, I just got a message from our own Brett Boehm saying 
Kevin Spacey's character from American Beauty. Oh, that was a good guy, Tom. That was a good guy. Yeah. He's a hero. You know, he goes on the list. (laughs) What's the highest spot we have left still? 11. 11 is Lester from American Beauty. And now we have two two left, is what you're saying. Yep. Uh, How about uh, Andy Kaufman in The Man on the Moon? Somebody (laughs) was saying that in chat, and I agree. Because he's like, like, it's this whole deal. As portrayed by uh, uh, Drew Carey, just very irritating. (laughs) That or Ace Ventura. Also, somebody suggested in the chat, The Mask. The Mask. I would almost put Matthew Broderick's character from The Cable Guy. Ooh. Who, this guy's trying to be hooking him up with free cable. (laughs) So you want to hang out to hang out a little bit. You throw him a bone. The guy's giving you hundreds of dollars worth of free cable. You can't go have a hamburger with him every once in a while. He's consistently shown to be a selfish, bad friend in yeah. that movie. He goes he blows on... off Jack Black to go back on a date with uh, with Leslie Mann. Yes, yeah. exactly. We're putting him on the list. Uh, whatever his name, what name was. What was his name again? 48 and 49 we got. Yeah, we have uh, 48 uh, and 49. Neil Page. Okay. So it's Steven from the Cable Guy. Steven from the Cable Guy. What's the, what's the only? 12 and 14. 12. Steven goes number 12 from Cable Guy. We have one open. It is number 14. Number 14. Hold on. Let me just ask. Who do you have? Our friend Eric White. Uh, a lot of people in the chat have been saying Jake Sully from Avatar. No, that's come up a lot. Poppycock. Yeah, about the will, pimp from uh, Strozik, Tom. <laughs> the pimp from Strozik, with the fur coat on. Oh yeah, and... no, I remember. I remember, Mike. I remember. <laughs> Mike. What about Dirk's mom from Boogie Nights? Dirk's mom from Boogie Nights sucks. What about? Just hear me out. Sully from the movie Sully. <laughs> <laughs> get over yourself oh you, you I, end up crashing playing i agree with that i agree with that yeah i'm also getting quentin tarantino's character in django unchained mm. the australian mm. when he was doing his ridiculous australian accent oh yeah that was some rough that was some choppy it was, waters it was brutal Every time he's on screen, you're you're just tensed. You're like, oh boy, what's he gonna do? It's like watching like your kid try to parallel park. You're I like, oh boy. I think I know who I want the final one to be. Yes, that's yeah. You're just, <laughs> you're like, come because like, you're like, oh buddy, you put this whole movie together and you did the yeah. thing, buddy. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Everybody can't believe you put this whole story together and you filmed it all and you do. Why are you? <laughs> Why you showing up this late in the movie? Like he shows up like the two hour and forty minute mark yeah. to do that character. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I know who the final one because we have one slot left, right? Number fourteen. Yeah, John Goodman's character in the movie Flight. <laughs> oh, the the cool the 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 sort of drug the cool guru. drug dealer the yeah, one yeah, who's the, using the, the, drug anyone out of a hangover he's like, with more drugs and alcohol you're going on he's the dark side of the moon man yeah he's got all the drugs 
And he's like, I'm going to make you a Cocoa Puff, man. Harling Mays. Harling Mays, number 14. He's introduced with all subtlety by the god Robert Zemeckis with uh, sympathy for the devil. Yes. Just in case you're wondering <laughs> what his deal was. Yes. So I think I think we did it. I think when we he have, said it couldn't be done. They said and yet it, couldn't it be was done. accomplished. Let's go from number 50 to number one. Can you read them quickly, Jason? Sure. Here we go. Number 50 is Man in Comic Book Store from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> 49, Timothy Treadwell. Uh, 48, Neil Page from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Number 47, The Joker from Suicide Squad. Number 46 is Morbius. Number 45 is Rayon from Dallas Buyers Club. Number 44 is Yogurt from Spaceballs. Number 43 is Chris Pratt from Jurassic World. Number 42, Robbie Robertson from The Last Waltz. Number 41, Mr. Pink. Number 40, God from Bruce Almighty. 39 is Sam from Garden State. 38, Mr. Holland from Mr. Holland's Opus. 37, the Blues Brothers. 36, Jack Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, 35, uh, Matt uh, Damon's character in Crash. 34, Bob Rock and Some Kind of Monster. 33, Lars Ulrich from Get Him to the Greek. 32, Lars Ulrich from Some Kind of Monster. 31, Maruccio from Shallow Howl. <laughs> 30, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. 29, Forrest Gump. 28, Deadpool. 27, Steve Wiebe from King of Kong. 26, Anakin Skywalker. 25, Damone from Fast Times. 24, Kate Capshaw from Temple of Doom. 23, Tom Brady from 80 for Brady. 22, Fred Savage, Fred Savage in Princess Bride. 21, The Tramp. 20, Old Rose from Titanic. 19, William Atherton, All Rolls. Number 18, Bruce Willis's <laughs> character's girlfriend in Pulp Fiction. Number 17, uh, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. 16 is Irving from Jackass. 15 is Mrs. Doubtfire. 14 is Harling Mays from Flight. 13, Rocco from the Boondock Saints. Uh, uh. 12, Stephen from The Cable Guy. 11, Lester from American Beauty. Number 10, Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Number 9, Rob from High Fidelity. <laughs> Number eight, Baby Driver. Number seven, Scott Pilgrim. Number six, Carl Burnett from Dazed and Confused. Number five, Walter from The Muppets. Number four, C-3PO. Number three, Lars's co-worker from Lars and the Real Girl. Number two, Lois from Goodfellas. And number one, the top worst character from a movie, Ferris Bueller. Yes, congratulations. We did it. We did it. Unbelievable. Matt and Will, thank you so much. What do you have? Anything you want to tell everybody you're, uh, what's going on for in, in Chapo land? You doing any more live shows? What's what's coming up in 2023? Uh, no no live shows are on the docket yet, but uh, stay tuned. We'll be hopefully get some tour dates uh, for the end of the year. But uh, I would like to announce, if you enjoyed my thoughts on uh, movies on Best Show, then look forward to the upcoming Chapo Trap House miniseries, Movie Mindset. Hosted by myself and my friend uh, Hessa, we'll be talking about movies. That's amazing, Matt. Anything? Uh, just that. Just, just that. Just gonna be listening to that. Just you. You're telling people it should be coming out uh, and and like end of April, early May is when we're aiming for with that. You're saying uh, that's amazing. I can't wait for that movie mindset. Movie mindset. Movie mindset. That's a that's can't wait. I love you guys. Thanks for coming on. It's so much fun. And I can't wait to see you soon. And thank you for being part of the show. Thank you to everybody who contributed and chipped in and was a part of this. We built the list and we did it. 
and patreon.com slash the best show. We got all sorts of stuff up there. Sharpling and Worcester Q&A is up there. S&W Q&A. Uh, we got a new uh, Four Horsemen going up on the weekend We on Sunday. Uh, Ahoy right around the corner. Uh, Make Mike Marvel. So many things going up. It, don't miss it. You want to be a part of the Patreon and support the show that way. That is how you support the show. Thank you for the support, and we will be back next week. We got a good one for you next week. I can't say exactly what it is, but I will say... If you like talk shows hosted by tree creatures, next week is the best show for you. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks to Matt and Will. What a blast. And we will talk to you soon and talk to you next week. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Have a great night. Okay. Saying good night. Bye-bye. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.